Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and you'll be glad to know that no members of the SCG team have ever failed a drug test for bitch tip medicine, or irrationally sued anyone for head injuries. And if any of you know who the fuck Sue Green is on that WWE lawsuit, please, let us know. I'm Old Man Jones, a man who's never been hyped, not even with pills, a proud hater of the WCW Television Championship, and someone who's been dubbed by many in the internet wrestling community as Father Goose. And I'm Kieran O'Rourke, and I must admit, I have a confession to make. This past weekend, I watched not one, not two, not three, but four episodes of Total Beavers, and I didn't completely hate it. This is the panel for the 91st Squared Circle Gazette Radio, and you can hear us talk about title changes that should have been... Next. Welcome to the 91st Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Limo Rock alongside Carl Jones. I'm what the Spanish call El Terrible. <laughs> and Kieran O'Rourke. Carl, if you're Goose, does that make me Maverick? Let's go to the danger zone. Danger <laughs> zone. <laughs> we are back this week to talk about title reigns that should have been, or alternative candidates for title changes or title runs that did happen in real life. Bit of an open format this week, fellas. Uh, we threw this one out to the loyal listeners, as we always do. And of course, if you are regular listeners, or even if you're not, uh, you can get us on facebook.com slash scgradio, where we update regularly. And of course, our archives at squaredcirclegazette.com for new listeners, where we archive every show we've ever done. And in a quick programming note for next week, before we get to the uh, title change alternatives that we're going to talk about today, uh, next week, we're going to be doing... The most useless tag team or stable in history. Of course, it's an opinion piece. You give us your suggestions uh, on the forums or on the Facebook page. And uh, we will talk about the most useless tag team or the most useless stable as you nominate them uh, next week. And of course, we're going to have our own nominations and suggestions around this fine oaken table as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, moving on to title reigns that should have been, or alternative candidates for title reigns that took place. This is one that we were kind of bantering about very early on in the podcast when we started doing this. and never actually got around to it. Uh, and we got a, a, an immense amount of feedback, an immense amount of nominations for different title chains or uh, things that could have happened. And we're going to kick it off first with one that I'm actually surprised got as much support as it did. Uh, PSF on the UK fan form says, I've submitted this post before on a similar subject, but it's always niggled at me that Owen Hart should have been the transitional champion at Survivor Series 94. He would have been much better fodder to have lost it to Diesel the next night on Raw and actually have a rematch at the next pay-per-view. Owen versus Diesel at the 95 Rumble would have left Brett free to add much needed star power in the Rumble match itself, and Diesel could have benefited from facing a hot heel in his first defence, rather than literally the only person more popular than him. Plus, Owen was a fantastic character throughout 94, and would not have been out of place being a former world champion in the new generation. It could have given him much more credibility throughout 95 and 96. The cutting edge on the UK fan form says, I agree about Owen in 94. Backland was fine as a stopgap for Brett, but not champion in the new generation. Owen was the perfect type of heel to keep bragging about a one-day title reign too, like winning the Slammies, etc. Rob Lloyd on the Facebook page says, would like to have seen Owen Owen vs. Brett at Survivor Series 94 in a submission match instead of Backland in that spot. Owen would have got the belt if only for a day or two and then dropped it to Diesel. Still could have Helen throwing in the towel where Owen refuses to relinquish the sharpshooter until she throws in the towel. And uh, finally, Pat Dooley on the Facebook page says Owen Hart should have been the one to take the belt from Brett at Survivor Series, not Backland. It's not like they went to Backland because they were done with Brett and Owen, since Owen figured into the finish of this match with the towel. 
Have Owen get an injured Brett, uh, maybe at some point he kicks his leg out of his leg, in the sharpshooter. <laughs> you can still do the hell and throws in the towel finish, but instead it's stop uh, one son from crippling the other. Going forward, you can do a brief series with Owen and Brett where the shoe is on the other foot, with Owen using all kinds of sneakiness and skullduggery to retain. Uh, if they were dead set on Diesel being the guy going forward, have him win the 95 Rumble and beat Owen at Mania rather than squashing Backlander MSG. It would be a win on a bigger stage and would have added benefit of not coming out of the blue. Uh, two months of build up for the Big Daddy Cool as top contender and clean win over a four month champion the fans hate on pay per view would have helped a great deal towards his credibility issues in 1995. So, uh, this is one that uh, I've heard people say before. I know Chase has endorsed this one before. Uh, and it's one I've never really gotten behind all that much, to be quite honest. But uh, when you see the alternative being Backland, certainly there's a bit of an argument, I suppose. Yeah, when we did this, I think I'm right in saying. The inception of this show was from uh, the small claims court where Mr. Luke Edwards said Sean shouldn't. Was it no, it was it was Carl Jones. Carl Jones. Indeed, we did small claims court, as you mentioned, and Carl suggested that perhaps somebody else would have been more suited to winning the Intercontinental title off the bulldog rather than Shawn Michaels. And the idea being that Sean wasn't really built up to that level. And of course, that's where this whole alternative thing comes from. But yeah, so you're welcome. So would Owen? have been more suitable um, first and foremost I was going to suggest this one not that Owen getting it just Backlund not getting it <laughs> <laughs> something on which we can probably all agree yeah indeed I actually always thought that if they hadn't buried him throughout the course of Night 4 Lawler would have been great in this role because they did bury him down Night 4 <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of a moot point but I mean yeah. when you look at the roster though I mean you kind of see the dilemma in that they really had no strong heels uh, I'm a bit conflicted on it to be honest I'd, I'd be dead set against Owen winning the belt to lose it as, as quickly as Backlund did. That's sort of the one the one thing I can take away from the Backlund win is that it was used literally to just job him out to Diesel. Whereas if they'd done that to Owen, I wouldn't have been particularly th- thrilled at all. Um, and, and I understand the argument of, of, say, having Brett in the Rumble, but then you can't put Brett in the Rumble really and not have him win. And that in itself would feel like a bit of a retread going back to '94. I know, I know they did the, the sort of the, you know, the uh, the uncertain finish that year with with Brett and Luger. But again, it, it would it would seem like a, a bit of a throwback. Going the other way, if if you if you have Diesel win the Rumble, does that mean you do Brett Owen at the Rumble again? What, what yeah, what would you do with Brett? It's one that in theory on paper I, I should fully be behind because of who they went with in Backlund, but I I, I can't quite commit to it. Yeah, I'm kind of in that, that motion, but because when people have said this to me before, before we ever started this podcast, I always had that kind of niggling, I don't really know why, because I like Owen, but it's just a thing like, uh, Owen, WWF champion, it's like, it doesn't feel right, it's like the, I always thought the public never saw him at that level, and granted they never saw Backland either at that point in his career, I, know, I didn't think, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying, it's like, it just doesn't feel like Owen, Owen champion. It doesn't, but at the time it was so... You know, the, the new generation thing was okay. It was it wasn't a big deal, but it does something to it. It's like this old fucker <laughs> gets the belt of Brett with like very little build, really. So at least the only thing would have it would have been in context of the year that had gone on. Obviously, you couldn't have done the you wouldn't have done the cage match at SummerSlam if you're planning to do that Survivor Series. Well, that, that was the other thing I was going to say. Would you want? Wouldn't you have done a cage match? To then sort of, you, you can't really go. It sounds derogatory to say down to a submission match. I'm sure they would have had a wonderful match, but. I'm a bit of a purist in the sense of, to me, 
a cage, it should be the blow off to a few. Given the way they worked, you could have. You could have Owen pissy that Brett just ran away from him and he didn't actually beat him. Yeah. So now it's like submission only, any way you can beat me is by doing what dad did to us both, and one of us has got to stretch the other one. So you could have totally done it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is, first of all, twofold. You can't have Helen thrown in the towel unless she's been persuaded by someone. Bruce. <laughs> yes! Get Bruce a payday! Yes! yes. Get Bruce as like the, the heel manager of Owen, that would be hysterical! There you go. Um, Owen wasn't a massive before, Owen wasn't, he didn't come out of that feud as a legitimate main event like he should have, so yeah. he should be ashamed of himself. Owen maybe uh, didn't have the upside that some people thought, but so if you're looking at lasting effect, would a quick title win something to whine about and jump on the back of and be a heel over? He's, gives him something more than, gives him more going forward than he had and gives him more going forward than Backlund going out of it anyway. So oh yeah, they killed him off pretty quick. So it's just yeah, it's a tough one because then you, 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 you peak the feud at the back at the Owen win and then he loses it straight away. That's a bit yeah. You know, I suppose you could always then go back to Brett getting getting his heat back and beating Owen after Owen dropped the belt. I would probably have gone Owen instead of. You actually would have. I would yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. I suppose Neidhart is the logical answer who convinces Helen, by the way, because he was already aligned with him. But um, Yeah, so I think you know it would have been more, more, more would have been in the context of the year better, um, and it wouldn't have been that slapping of an old fart winning the title. So, Well, well you're absolutely right about the context, but it's, it's one thing for it to be old fart Bob Backlund, regardless of how many push-ups or sit-ups or Hindu step squats, step-ups, whatever he can do, a lot of. <laughs> I make Darren Young great. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's one thing to have you know, the old fart win it. <laughs> it's another thing to have the old fart win it after he spent pretty much the last two years doing jobs. Yeah. It hurts Brett so much less <clears throat> to lose a fucky thrown in towel to his brother who's he's kicked his ass all summer and he goes and go and beat him the month after after Owen's dropped it anyway. Yeah. It's not going to be detrimental to Owen going forward. So it's, a, it's a boon that he wouldn't have anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter to Backland. Okay. Backland had no business being on TV. I, I personally prefer Lame's idea of Lawler. But look, it, it'll, it, you know, you have to, yeah, you have to ignore so much for it to work. But the Lawler shtick and the, and the fact they revisited Brett Lawler at King of the Ring the following year, Precisely, anyway. yeah, they really did stretch that. Yeah, out. but if you give it Lawler, I think Lawler, you need to give Lawler at least a few weeks to run with it, just so he can do his thing. To him to, lose, to get it and lose it without saying a word. Yeah, supporting that. Uh, well, that, that, that's why. Can I you imagine at the Royal Rumble defending the belt for the yeah. first time. Yeah, that, great. That, I think that'll be great. That, that's why I'm completely opposed to the idea of if Owen's going to, if Owen were to win it. You couldn't treat him the same way you treated Backlund. Yeah, the four, well, the four-second match. Ah, fuck it. Was it six seconds? Eight. Eight. I believe it's eight. eight. Oh, I'm getting confused with Boss Man Rock. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Owen could pull off the shtick. I just, I just wouldn't be happy with it. But at the same time, they wouldn't have changed the belt like that to a Backlund or an Owen to keep it on him for more than to make him, a, you know, actual. To have to run one TV show when he's the focal point of the show because he's the champ. Yeah. This is the, it, it would have never done that. No, well, this is the thing. It's like WWF mindset, isn't it? When, when a heel wins, it's always transitional. It's, it's the Ivan Koloff beating Bruno to lose it to Pedro. It's, it's that kind of thing they always did. And uh, that's pretty much what you get here as well. Uh, moving on to another one here. Uh, the Condor on TPWW says, I would like to see Rick Martel uh, win the Intercontinental title after Warrior vacated it in 1990. The dude deserved a singles title run, and that seems like the spot to give it to him. Perfect could still beat Kerry Von Eric later in the year and get it then. So this, of course, being when uh, Warrior wins the world title, the IC belt gets vacated and won by Mr. Perfect, who holds it until Tornado beats him, and then Perfect gets it back. So he suggests that Martel gets it for Tornado to beat him, for Perfect to beat him. Not that I necessarily have anything against the model and the bicycle pump perfume. <laughs> um, Arrogance. <laughs> but uh, 
I can't. I, I don't think anyone in the world could convince me of a reason for it not to have been perfect. I think he was so brilliant in the role. I'd, I'd have a hard time envisaging anybody else. How am I going to try and convince you, Carl? Yeah, I'm, I'm arrogantly grateful on, on WrestleFilm.com a while ago. Again, he, he mentioned this kind of topic. And he always, we, we've, we've talked about in the past, he's a big Martel fan. And he's talking about how he always felt like Martel at some point should have got the IC belt because he seems perfect for that kind of area. My rebuttal to him was that it always seemed to be a better option. I guess that's part of what this podcast is, the better option debate. And Martel versus Perfect, again, I just think Perfect, had, I think Perfect brought more to the table at that point than Martel did. Obviously, Martel was great in AWA and everything like that, but I just think in terms of positioning, I thought Perfect you can't really but I think Perfect had one of the best two Intercontinental title reigns in the history of the company pretty much I mean Savage a, a top two I'd argue so yeah I think it's pretty hard to, to debate against Perfect on this one Point certainly so. Dino Bravo is not getting a nod from this table <laughs> oh god, god no Greg Valentine anyone no, the only time Dino Bravo got a nod was when the Mafia came to the front door <laughs> Uh, down in 2005 on Pro Wrestling Game says Lex Luger should have absolutely won the WCW title in 1990 at Wrestle War. Whilst Ric Flair wanted to drop the title to Sting, Luger was coming off a very strong 89 and had a lot of momentum behind him even with the rushed face turn. And with Sting hurt until later that summer, it would have uh, been an ideal time to switch the title and strike while the iron was hot. Flair and the Horseman chasing world champion Luger until Sting's return would have surely been better for business than Flair slumming it against the junkyard dog on a clash, waiting for Sting to recuperate. After already coming up short at both the Great American Bash and Starcade in 88, not winning at Wrestle War and then failing later at Capital Combat, Luger had acquired the rep for not being able to win the big one, and by the time he did eventually win the belt in 91 against Barry Windham, not Flair, lest we forget, the bloom was very much off the rose to borrow an old man Jones catchphrase and his reign was anticlimactic. <laughs> much like my sex life. <laughs> it, it's funny, when it comes to Luger though, um... It's not that period I tend to think of, though, when I, when I think it should have been the point for Luger to get the belt. For me, it should have been Starcade 88 that the email refers to there. Of course, we got a, a dusty finish. What? No. <laughs> Shocking as it is. But, but I, I always think Luger should have won it even, even before that period. Yeah, I think that was kind of like that last gasp hope, I thought. Because when they fucked it up in 88, they turned him heel. And he, I mean, I think that, that, that 89 Luger, I think that's the best Luger ever was. I think between the, his natural arrogant smarminess... In fact, he was having, you know, he was in there with Pillman and Steamboat and having good matches as a result. Oh, the, the Steamboat match at the Bash, I, I love that match. Yeah. Does, does Luger at that point strike as a bit of a, it's the narcissist Lex Luger, but not 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 so hokey. If that not so one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going out with posing with the spotlight on him. Yeah, it's great. It's like, I like that Luger. To me, if, if, you, if, if Luger in 89 is an option, because I didn't really, they turned Flair heel again at, uh, in 90. But Luger was a heel in 89, so the natural thing would have been Luger, Flair with Luger as the heel. I would have thought. That's where I would have gone with it more. How long, how long did Flair have the belt? So Flair had held it since he got it. He'd, he'd exchange it with Steamboat in the, like May, June, July period of time. So I mean, I'm not saying that yeah, Luger has to win it straight away, but after Halloween Havoc, I'd, I'd start going towards Flair and Luger rather than... Uh, ultimately, I guess it's because they thought Sting was the guy. And again, think about that. Sting, they decided was the guy in 88 at the Clash, and he gets it in the middle of 1990. So, again, they were never quick on the ball with, with any of this. Air Raid on the UK Fan Forum says, I would have had power and glory when the tag titles my beloved Heart Foundation for main, at Mania 7 uh, instead of the Nasty Boys. I understand why they booked the end of the tag team battle royal the way they did to set up one title match and one grudge match, but I'd have found the Hearts versus Herc and Aroma far more palatable than the god-awful Nasties, hopefully they get mentioned next week, winning the titles. I suppose if the idea was always for LOD to take the belts in a brawl-style match, then Nobs and Sags were the ideal candidates, but they never really did anything for me, and I don't know if they'd have had half the heat if it wasn't for the Mouth of the South. 
Uh, all the work they put in allowing Slick's lads to ruthlessly slaughter the rockers on TV and take credit for Sean's injury seemed like a massive waste for them to just be fed to LOD in a manner befitting no-name Hammeneggers on an episode of Wrestling Challenge. So that's a good one. I like that when we did our rebooking ninety-one. <laughs> we did our rebooking ninety-one show. We actually did it differently. We ended up having the Rockers beat the Heart Foundation and Power and Glory beat the Rockers. But I, I was a big fan of Power and Glory. I, I think the only reason they gave it to the Nazis was because they bought them pretty much on a whim because they were uncontracted in WCW. So of course they just picked them up after their match with the Steins at Halloween Havoc. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things where I guess they just they saw a team, they bought them, and almost to justify the signing, they they went with them as the top heel tag team and I thought Power and Glory were far more suited for that position at the time and uh, they never really did anything after that Power and Glory so this, this is one that gets my nod of endorsement not yeah. a Dino Bravo nod by the way yeah, yeah fuck the nasties uh, were the nasties tight with Hogan at this point? Uh, no but they were getting there oh, great. the nasty boys have, have, have never done anything for me I've, I've never particularly uh, been a big fan of them at any point in their careers and I have absolutely no problem with it being a, a switcher and having Power and Glory win it I know Rockers win Rockers not getting its interest. Where do you think the perfect time is for the Rockers to get the tag belts? If you think timeline-wise, Demolition held them on and off like for ages. It felt like from from WrestleMania four, they're holding them on and off pretty much straight into SummerSlam nineteen ninety. So, is there a perfect time which you've had Rockers be the team to beat them as opposed to the, the Heart Foundation? You probably won the Hearts out the way first. So in the perfect world, I think. Um, as much as we had fun with the face face thing, but then LOD come in at the same time when when Hearts get the belt. So. Uh, that automatically relegates them to like number three team, doesn't it? I want to say earlier. Yeah, I can't think of the actual the, the perfect time to do yeah. it. Like I said, demo- I like them taking it. Off, I like them taking it off demolition. Yeah, it's a better they had some great uh, demos and rocks. Are some great matches. Yeah. Imagine and in there in there for Madison Square Garden. It's on the network. It's really worth going out of your way to see. It's really good stuff. One way I, I, I may have gone, and it would be a, a bit of hot shot in in truth. So it's probably not to everyone's tastes, but. If, if your intention is to turn Demolition heel because you're going to bring in uh, the LOD, I would have had the Rockers beat the Colossal Connection instead. Ah, Andre and Haku. And have Demolition turn on the Rockers and win the belts off the Rockers at SummerSlam 90. Oh, okay, so Rockers get it at WrestleMania 6. Oh, some Rockers get it at WrestleMania 6. Obviously, they don't, they don't get a sort of a, a pay per view defence where they retain, but at that point, you know, pay per views are much rarer, and you're giving them a good. Six what, months. six months with the belts? Yeah, not a bad run. I so like that, that's, that, that's, that's probably the way I would have gone. Like you say, you, 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 you know, it's, it's a transitional move from the Colossal Connection, but you know, why not do that rather than just put the belts on, on them, just have Demolition win them back again at Mania 6? Well, the thing is, see, with Demolition heel turn, when they got the belts, they just like, attacked the Heart Foundation. There was no real good impetus for a heel turn anyway. It's kind of like, it was like well, that was kind of a, a cheap, dirty thing to attack the Heart Foundation. It's like really kind of out no, of nowhere. Anyway. Yeah, and, and so, they just brought Crush out, and it was sort of, yeah, your, your heels now. Whereas doing that against the you know, the smaller Rockers who are fighting from underneath, I think would have been much... Get some heat on them. Get some heat on, on, on the small guys, and the Heart Foundation comes in to save the day at SummerSlam. So, yeah, good idea there. The Jeremy on the FOW message board says, Ryback should have gotten the SmackDown world title run in early 2013 instead of Alberto Del Rio. This is when Alberto got turned babyface in a very cold manner. Uh, I don't know what that leaves, what that leaves uh, Swagger to do, but oh well, that didn't end the way they wanted anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this was when they had that failed I was born in Mexico but made in America run of Alberto Del Rio that uh, ended very shortly with the fans booing him Del Rio Ryback or Swagger fuck them all <laughs> is, Ry- is Ryback a better candidate though as a babyface leads at leader show than Del Rio no 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 no, no, no. support no. And that, that's not because Del Rio is wonderful by any stretch I don't think there is 
any way I can possibly try and defend Ryback being the focal point of anything. Ryback's got a lot of fans, man. There's a lot of people that really think that Ryback's got like the you know what? the ability to hit the, the casual fan. And yep, yeah, they're wrong. Because <laughs> right. outside of chanting "Feed me more," name one match where they were really ever into Ryback during a match. They like to do the chant along, but as soon as the bell rang, no one gave a shit. Right, in fairness to the email, I, I will say he's absolutely right in the in the context of if anybody ever had the thought process of well, what do we do with Jack Swagger? Then those people are clearly insane. <laughs> That's all you got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. Seriously, can you see? Ryback coming out starting each show each week with a 20 minute promo because they book everyone all the heel, all the main events the, the same cha- way. champions yeah, the same that's what they're going to do is they put the belt on it so you're going to get long fucking boring monologues yeah about the secret <laughs> yeah fucking bottle book the secret it comes in a bottle <laughs> then he's going to have a 20 minute match at least once every month probably once at least once every two weeks possibly even more no. No. Moving swiftly along then to another one that got a lot of nominations here. Uh, talking about John Cena's US title open challenge, the ending to that. Got a few different nominations for uh, the ways this could have ended. That is named with Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Imagine that. Super Sonic on the Pro Wrestling Union says Kevin Owens should have been the one to dethrone John Cena for the US title in a lengthy feud ending inside Hell in a Cell, with Owens also having the bragging rights of putting Cena on the shelf as the storyline reason for the company franchise to take time off. Nobody has given one single emotional shit about Alberto Del Rio since his return at Hell in a Cell 2015. Exactly who and what should be blamed for that is a discussion for another time. Uh, Smelly Meatball on TPWW also says Kevin Owens would have been perfect to take the US title off Cena and join the Open Challenge series. With the way the dirt sheets implied, it seemed like the WWE regretted panicking over Cena losing clean in the first match and having Cena win the feud. Uh, down in 2005 on Pro Wrestling Only says, I also think that instead of Del Rio, Roman Reigns should have been the one to eventually end Cena's US title Open Challenge. I wouldn't have gone with the Seth Rollins John Stewart stuff in the summer either and uh, would have kept the belt unseen until the time came for Reigns to beat him. Roman wasn't damaged beyond repair at this point and not nearly as hated by the fan base. If Vince and co were absolutely intent on keeping Reigns as a face, allowing him to build up some equity as an upper mid-carder with a secondary title and then progressing to the main event scene organically may have helped. And a mutant guard on WrestlingForum.com of his nomination says, instead of Del Rio, uh, I would have had Rusev do it so the story would have gone full circle from Rusev to Cena to Rusev. I think everybody will pretty much say that it was a uh, poor finish to a great run. Everyone apart from Del Rio. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Actually, 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 I'm sure he'd probably agree with it as well. <laughs> um, Owens. Owens is your pick? Well, they fucked up the whole feud before that. This match was great. Second match is an even better match, and I had no problem with him losing because he laid him out. Yeah. The third... You should have well, left after the first one, to be honest, until they had a fucking reason for him. Um, when did he drop the NXT title? The uh, the Lesnar show, the Beast from the East. Yes, but yeah, East. Uh, Beast in the East. Yeah. So maybe yeah, hold off on the third match, and then yeah, Owens takes it. So it was only that wasn't long after. Was no, it? no, not at all. You yeah. could have done it where so they done the first two, he loses the NXT belt, and he wins the US title yeah. in the third. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I can, I can see sort of the logic behind suggesting Reigns. But I'm, I'm still not sure that negates the, the sort of negative crowd reaction because I think fans would still be drawn to the notion that he's beat Cena, he's being, you know, he's usurping Cena as the company guy. I still think that, I still think that generally plays out the same way. Just because I think Reigns, it's almost the, so it gives it that sort of passing of the torch connotation. I think the fans would still, still turn on Reigns as a result, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Rusev stuff. 
by that point Rusev's in, in need of a, of a rebuild he's had his feud with Cena even earlier in the year and um, so I don't think I would have revisited that I've got no problem with Owens doing it hmm. I was, I, I, personally I was hoping for Joe at the time because Joe was pissing around with Baron Corbin and no one cared about that so I was like come on come on Joe I'd have, lost, I'd have lost my shit if it was Joe absolutely but uh, but on the basis of the suggestions there, I'd, I'd go with Owens yeah the, the promos Owens would cut afterwards as well. It'd be great television. Yeah. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> uh, Noid on TPWW Forms says, A weird one. If you had to choose someone to experiment with in late 2008, I'd have gone with Jack Swagger as opposed to Sheamus. Swagger had been on the main roster for about a year at that point. It's sad to think how long he's been up there. And already had a run as the ECW champion. Granted, it wasn't on the same level as the WWE or World Heavyweight Championships, but Swagger had already dipped his toes in. Swagger actually had a really decent match with Cena leading into TLC 2009. And while Sheamus was serving as WWE champion, Swagger was on a losing streak and putting over Santino Morale. Uh, the company would pull something resembling a trigger, maybe the trigger on a water pistol, at WrestleMania 26 with Swagger, but after the whole losing streak thing, it was kind of weak. If Swagger had won Money in the Bank after a WWE title run, he could have been the first man to have held the WWE, World Heavyweight and ECW Championships, which could at least have been hyped as a big thing. This is probably the most anyone has talked about Jack Swagger in a while, he says. <laughs> so, uh, this yeah, is... so we'll just not even talk about it, just move on. <laughs> this is in lieu of Sheamus's uh, short run, where he gets a TLC, has a very unmemorable match against Randy Orton, uh, <laughs> maybe coming to a Smackdown near you soon, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and then of course he drops it in the uh, Elimination Chamber and drops the Triple H at WrestleMania that year. So, in the end, whole, it didn't amount to a whole hill of beans, the, uh, the initial Sheamus run. And Swagger maybe untainted a little bit more, and there were some higher hopes for Swagger at the time. So, anybody kind of thinking that kind of mindset at that time, not necessarily now, but place yourself back in that, that, that mode. If you had the option, Swagger or Sheamus, which, which of those two seemed more appealing at the time? I'd, I'd go with heel Sheamus. Yeah? Yes, I still would. Uh, I think I'd agree. Why's that? Because it's fucking Jack Swagger, dude. Jack Swagger Vince doesn't appeal to you, does there's, there's, there's nothing. There's just something I, I, something I never bought into with Jack Swagger. This is pre poor man's angle, by the way. It is, but it's... it's he just struck me even as an incredibly bland person they were just trying to force upon you somewhat whereas at least whilst I'm not the biggest Seamus fan by any stretch of the imagination at least a little bit of personality there I'd gone yeah I'd go <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the part where you started to watch Seamus' personality was definitely <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to try and suggest this is anything other than a terrible sales pitch <laughs> <laughs> but when, but oh, when, I'm sold. two handfuls of chicken shit, I gotta try and go with one of them. It's the difference between Swagger or Seamus. You, you don't want either, really. But it, at the end of the day, if you ever get cornered in a dark alley and, like, a hobo says, I'm gonna bum you or you can suck me off, it's gonna hurt you a lot less to suck him off. You're not gonna like it, but suck that hobo off. That's what I'm saying right now. So, in that vein, I will definitely go Seamus. When did Patterson become homeless? <laughs> Next one we got here, uh, Bobby Dazzler on the UK fan forum says, When Edge vacated the world title in 2007 and Carly won the Battle Royal, I would have had Ric Flair win it if he was only going to hold it for a few weeks. Uh, it would have been a nice pop and a fun story of the old boy having one last big title win, 17-time world champ, and all that stuff. He could have then dropped it a few weeks later. Uh, Noid on TPWW says, This is a rather meek suggestion. When they put the World Heavyweight title on Carly, I always thought that Kane was a much better choice at the time. I think they only really did because Carly was huge in India, but they quickly learned from that mistake. 
mistake. I know there aren't too many Kane fans around the table, uh, but I think you could agree that Kane winning would have just been a slap in the face and not as much of a kick in the bollocks. <laughs> so again, this is kind of the swagger Seamus debate that we just yeah, had. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know how everybody feels about it. I, 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 it was a bit of a, a, a tough situation because with Edge down, it was really a kind of questionable that there's not that many people left. <laughs> Really, at the time, who could have, who could have uh, filled that role? I actually thought Matt Hardy was a candidate at the time because he, he had quite a bit of steam behind him. I thought this would be a good chance to kind of make a guy. They just went with Carly and then went back to Batista. So, yeah, absolutely not Carly. I'm reticent to go Matt Hardy. I'm not against the Flair thing, but I think he's going to do the one last. Like we said about the Sean before when he won at the uh, the Chamber. If like you're going to do the one last run for the old guy, make a deal out of it. Make it something different, special. Um, but. I would go anyone apart from Carly, so... My mind is going a mile a minute, which at my age is quite the uh, achievement. Trying to just think who the hell was on the SmackDown (laughs) roster at that point. Because surely to God, there has to be someone other than Carly. Obviously Flair was there, but I'm I'm inclined to agree with with Kieran. I'd like some build up to that to that one last run. I'd like some Flair promos on, on, on on the journey. Um, you just say the words out loud, Matt Hardy, and something doesn't something doesn't fit right but then I was always someone who was never the, the biggest fan of either of the Hardy boys in truth <laughs> um, the true colours coming out oh absolutely come on Leon, help me out here who the hell else was on that Smackdown roster whose names um, names are escaping me you're, you're thinking about MVP at the time you got MVP who's in no. the mix that, that's a no from him <laughs> okay uh, you had Mr. Kent no you didn't they drafted him to Raw <laughs> never mind that yeah, you really got. That's why I was like, you understand now why Matt Hardy well, was the it. best option at the time. You keep trying there to think, wasn't much. You keep trying to think of names. Like, no, he'd gone to Raw. He'd gone to Raw. He wasn't employed anymore. Oh, God, it's a tough one. Uh, there was a name mentioned there that I want to get to here. Mario on the FOW board says Shawn Michaels never had any sort of decent title and following his comeback, but it could have been pretty good. Always thought HPK should have retained against Triple H at Armageddon and held the belt until WrestleMania 19 to face Jericho. In the meantime, I sort of want to see a, a, a HBK Steiner match for shits and giggles at the Rumble 2003. Ooh. And how about HBK versus Hollywood Rock in February? End that with a screwy finish that sets up Jericho, Shawn, and Rock Austin as planned for Mania. Uh, from that point, Goldberg is in the equation. I don't know if you want him chasing Jericho or if you get the belt back somehow to Triple H Babyface Michaels wouldn't set the right tone as the champion for Goldberg to chase in the least but yes a nice HBK world title run from November until April or May would be infinitely better than Trips facing Steiner twice in awful matches squashing Booker in a racist feud before feuding with Kevin Nash which is a compelling argument, I agree. Uh, Stuart Sivita on the Facebook page says, I think Shawn Michaels in 2004 should have won the belt instead of Benoit. Um, it would have been better because with Shawn Michaels being champion, he would be the main event feud whoever he faced, while Benoit would have, no matter what, uh, been a second thought. Plus, Orton being Shawn for the title clean would have meant more and explained the jealousy of Triple H because Orton beat the guy that Triple H never could. So a couple of suggestions for Shawn Michaels' world title reigns there. What do you think? nice segue from the flair comments there but yeah my main thing with the Sean win is it needed to be built and it needed to be the focus on him the journey with him or a flair going for one last title that is, that's the money in it not yeah. when he actually gets the belt although obviously Sean will be able to back up anyway um, I mean given the options of Triple H in that dire period fucking yeah anything better than that Jericho what Jericho Jericho's the world title contender seems a little bit off so, yeah again I'm not really thinking about timings here because my memory doesn't work but so, but the match was Triple H and Booker. At Mania, yes. Yeah, I thought that. Have Sean win at Mania. At Mania? Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I guess why not? <laughs> why not? If you're doing the comeback trail anyway, do it at WrestleMania. I always, actually, I always thought that Sean's perfect time was in the Cena feud. 
2000 when they, when they, they lost the match at WrestleMania, they had the great match on Raw where Sean won, then that great four way backlash when Sean kicked Cena onto Orton for the pin, and he just you know they're doing the whole back and forth finishes. Sean hit the super kick, but Cena fell on Orton. And then, and then Sean like got up and couldn't make the save in time. It's like constant thing of Sean being pissed off. They just kept getting denied the, the chance to beat Cena and proving that he was better than Cena for the belt. And the plan was apparently for, for Sean to get the Judgment Day, but uh, he got injured and they threw in that great substitute, the great Carly. Fucking Carly <laughs> again. When all else fails, you go back it to Carly. It's like the shit that won't flush. Was it Yeah, that something like that though was, was perfect for Sean. You know, he teasing it, he wants. It means so much getting that one more. He's coming so close. He comes so close with his. Body language and his, the drama he's saying it would have been beautiful. Yeah, but he never get, did get to do no, that really. Never, never got to tell that story. It was a bit of a shame. Well, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in whilst Kieran cracks one off under the table. <laughs> um, yeah, almost almost anything's better than that, that god awful Triple H Booker T feud. It's what hearing you go through Triple H's run out loudly just reminded me of just how god awful it was. I, I didn't personally have that much of a problem with Sean winning it at the Elimination Chamber it, it's not the way I would have done it I'd, I'd see the arguments sort of against it um, in terms of, of in terms of a building up to him but I, I wasn't a, yeah, I wasn't completely opposed to it because it was a bit of redemption for Sean after uh, after SummerSlam and the injury and all that sort of thing I think what, what always sort of sticks in my craw during that period is, is the fact that Sean wins it in the Chamber to then lose it three weeks later and it's that sort of throw your hands up and think well, it may as well have just never happened, sort of thing. So, yeah, I uh, the sledgehammer wouldn't have been so much better if not to bring back its survivors, but to bring him back. And he wants Triple H, and Triple H is having to be the champion, so he's gonna. He, he tried to get everything away from him, and and what means more to Triple H than anything, the world title. He's gonna take everything away from Triple H. He want, He's gonna. His return is in the Royal Rumble match. He wins the Rumble. Have Sean win the Rumble instead of Lesnar. In, instead of uh, yeah, cause it was Lesnar, wasn't it? So yeah, Lesnar can get in another way. And uh, and there you go, have, have him win the rumble, and then there you go. Then he gets his big revenge at WrestleMania by beating Trips for the belt. But uh, you know. certainly damn sight better than what they did. Indeed, uh, we got a, a couple of good little quick nominations here, quick fire ones from uh, Verbatim17 on WrestlingForum.com, who says uh, Vader over Kane is his choice uh, from the WF title scene in 1998. Would have been a perfect time to repackage Vader after his post-match promo over the edge 98. He could have gone corporate and team with McMahon if for a short while. So this obviously being instead of Kane getting the short run. Against Steve Austin, going with Vader as the corporate beast, I suppose. Uh, Kane never seemed capable of winning or holding the world title on his own, even though he's supernatural like The Undertaker. Could do plunges and hurricane runners, is strong enough to suplex or chokeslam multiple people at once, as well as rip off the door of Hell in a Cell. Uh, could be ruthless as a heel, but he can't hold the world title beyond one day, or he needs money in the bank to win it. It's always been frustrating to watch, never made any sense in the kayfabe realm, uh, and he may as well have been replaced. So Vader getting a short run here. They've been just wrote Vader off. I, I saw Kane do one Rana. Once on and it was to Albert, and it was the shits. <laughs> <clears throat> right, but with whilst, guys. Whilst, whilst I choke on my own rage, Vader was already damaged goods before he entered the fat piece of shit stage that, <laughs> that, that G seems to love so much. It's too late in the day for me. Yeah, um, um, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm kind of inclined to agree. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I doesn't say Vader jumped the shark, but he wouldn't. He would have belly splashed the shark <laughs> if he tried and fall over. <laughs> <laughs> fall over. Kane, the character's not world. The take was never really world champion material for Vince anyway. No, he, he was just kind of when he, had, he was so short on talent, he humanised and became more of a regular attraction for what it was in the storyline at the time. Nothing wrong with Kane doing that. Yeah, 
<laughs> for me, there, there's a there's a, a clear point at which I think Vader should have won the world title, and I dare say we may well get to it in the feedback. I think that's a yeah, very good uh, possibility. Uh, verbatim also says Chris Jericho instead of Triple H in uh, 2000 the WWF uh, should have had a brief run with Jericho as the world champion 2000 when he beat Triple H, considering Jericho was really over at the time, and he received a massive pop when he beat Triple H for the title on Raw. I do sympathise with this one. I, I sympathise to a point. I, I do because. Jericho, particularly when you think about fully loaded, yeah, that's Jer- really Jericho really got hosed on 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 that one. But two thousand was Rock's point to have a run with yeah. the belt, and that's the person who needs to beat Triple H, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Um, well, you know, Jericho, you know, probably deserved it, but you can't look at these things. Oh, yeah, deserved a little run because what the fuck would that meant? It was Rock's year. Rock should have won it at WrestleMania for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should have never. To be fair, it should have never even got to this point where Joker beat Triple H after WrestleMania because Rock should have had it at Mania. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I dare say we're probably all agreed that Rock, having won it, certainly doesn't lose it four weeks later either. No, I would not certainly do it that way. However, he does have one here that I do like a great deal, which is Booker T instead of JBL in the year 2004. I would have made it for WrestleMania 19 and quelled those who are still upset about that decision. JBL could have won the belt at a later date. Uh, if necessary, uh, so when so obviously this is a uh, Eddie Guerrero's title reign coming to an end at the hands of JBL for their, a disastrous run, and I remember thinking at the time that I was very surprised that Bradshaw was getting the the role uh, as Toppy on SmackDown because they just brought Booker T over as part of the three for one trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Booker and the Dudleys for Triple know H. Know your place. <laughs> and, and Booker T being pissed off that he's on SmackDown, so it seemed like a natural thing for Booker to end up winning the belt. Apart from that shitty trade aside, which just kind of pisses over your new champion does um, but then again you're talking about JBL being the exactly, replaced <laughs> exactly yeah. would it have been worse no yeah you're going back to the alley here <laughs> well yeah that, that, that's a thing it's you know sort of sad as, as it is with what happened with Eddie's run yeah I think Booker would have been a better option than JBL I, I wasn't so much I wasn't so much that I was surprised that JBL was given that spot I was more distraught in truth <laughs> he was a pretty damn good talker he's I, a great I, I'll, I'll, I'll always give him that but it was just that notion that I went into that never for a second believing that JBL was going to beat Guerrero no there was a name mentioned there again we'll go back to him now because uh, you said there was a uh, another time for this fella and we're going to get to him now Big Leon uh, Neil Robinson on the Facebook page says it's been said loads of times before but Vader really should have had the WF title run that Sid had uh, but they screwed up the booking of Vader from the monsoon angle onwards and Big Leon didn't help himself walking out on ho- house show matches with the Warrior uh, as much of a guilty pleasure as Sid was surely there was more money to be made from Michaels chasing Vader uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz on the FOW board says Vader should have won the title for Michaels at SummerSlam I realise it may have been Sean's petulance at the time that prevented it but having Vader go over Sean would have made far better viewing instead of Sid beating him a couple of months later with Vader winning the championship you could still have Jose Lothario's uh, heart attack angle however this could have been used for a Vader beatdown given the fact that earlier in the year uh, they'd done the Vader monsoon angle I feel that this angle could have created far more of an impact than the one we actually got and in turn should have turned Vader into a monster heel once again something which the WWE was seriously lacking at the time with regards to the future booking, I would still have had Sean winning the belt back at the Rumble and hope he would stick around for Sean Brett 2 at WrestleMania 13. However, if he didn't, I'd keep the Fatal 4 match, uh, the final four match, sorry, in your house with Brett going over and do Vader vs. Brett at WrestleMania for the title. So, uh, it's reading the magazines at the time. God damn it, how are you fuck? why are you jumping Vader on house shows in like 30 seconds and I'm reading about it in a magazine? This is stupid. You're fucking this up. So by the time like, he gets to, to Michaels at SummerSlam, I was convinced just because... It's that thing where, like, how I kind of bet a friend 
back at school that the Alliance was going to beat the WF at Survivor Series that time <laughs> when it was all on the line because my, my thinking was well they fucked it up this this far so they have to go the other direction to salvage it and I thought that was the case with Vader at SummerSlam because I thought they've, they've done a really weak job making Vader the monster heel so surely he has to win at SummerSlam 96 and of course he doesn't he gets beat by Sid's choke slam and then pretty much waddles his way out of the, the main event picture for the foreseeable future so yeah I, 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 I'm not sure what people think about this but I thought Vader should have taken it yeah, I mean they they've done such a, a poor job with Vader throughout '96 to the point where I remember when we got to the Rumble and he he was wrestling Taker. I never for a second thought that Vader was going to be beat Taker at the Rumble because yeah. just because he'd been booked so so poorly. And I, well, it wasn't so much sort of the old can't go smart mark. Then it was just I was preconditioned to seeing Vader lose big matches. Yeah, you know, he never he never bloody won by that point. If if we're talking about the point where Vader's going to get the belt. It, it has to be SummerSlam. Yeah, let's be honest. You're right. They hadn't booked him that strongly, really. It, you know, up to that point. But you, you, you had sort of bits you could point to. You, you could point to the fact that he, that he beaten Yoko, and yeah, it's, you know, it's 96 Yoko for what, for what it's worth. But you know, you can still point to. He's beaten Yoko. He laid out the commissioner. He, sh- he should have killed you could, Yoko, though. Yeah. You know, he, oh, oh, he, he should have. Way too fifty-fifty. He should have abso- should have absolutely demolished Yoko. You know, you can point to the the Jake injuries if you like. Um, Losing the King of the Ring. I'm not complaining about no. what happened, but no, no. Well, no. Obviously, we, we we can't. But but at the time, no one knows what no one knows what's going to become of Steve Austin. So yeah. You you assume going into that that Vader's going to win. I suppose the logical thing would be why put Vader in the King of the Ring tournament. Well, I think they put him in there to win, and then there was the, all the incidents going on where he walked. As was mentioned there in the feedback about him walking out in that match with the Warrior when they wanted him to do the uh, the, cl- the quick job, and they ordered him if you don't get back in the ring and fucking lose quick like we told you, then keep walking. So uh, yeah, yeah he, he pissed people. I think it, he was put in there to win, and again, I think they also said that he was too fat to headline, which I thought was just classic. Uh, yeah, just. Had they did they ever have any intention of putting the belt on him? You'd think from looking at it, no. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If I mean, yeah, ideally, yeah. I mean, if the choice is him taking off Sean, Sean chasing him for whenever, then yeah, that's cool. If he kept strong, if he was Vader from the Vader we know and love, yeah, exactly. But they just seemed like they never had any intention of doing that. So yeah, changing their whole mindset. And yeah, if he was protected, absolutely, but. Sexy Dad on the UK fan forum says Edge not winning the world championship at WrestleMania 26 was a blunder. I found his return in a babyface role a little bit awkward with him trying to get the spear chant going, but a big win at WrestleMania would have been the logical and more interesting option than Jericho retaining to drop the swagger days later. Edge, of course, grew, there's that name again. Uh, Edge, of course, grew more into his uh, crowd favorite role at the end of 2010 after reverting back from a senseless heel turn to try and pad out Raw a bit. But I feel this point could have been reached without Swagger, Ray, and Kane effectively ruining what was my favorite wrestling show at the time. As uh, this was Edge's last year with hindsight, finally of carrying the gold, defending against the likes of Swagger, Dolph, Ray, and Punk before eventually dropping to a newly debuting Alberto Del Rio would have been a great send off. Uh, so Edge not winning at Mania 26 against Jericho I wasn't <laughs> I did think this was quite hilarious where he's, he's coming back for the revenge for Jericho burying him and mocking his ankle injury and then failing <laughs> when, it, when it mattered choking in the, in the uh, world title match at Wrestlemania and that was, much, that was it but, but the thing is Edge didn't get over as a babyface and I never liked Edge yeah. as a babyface that's, that's what I was going to say Edge didn't do it for me at all yeah. you say you talk lots about missed opportunities when or like when a, a babyface should peak and get the win yeah there's that but it's not a face for me no 
Not at all. It never generally sat quite right at the time, did it? And the, and the fans didn't take to him. And I think for that reason, I was never that, never really that bothered that he didn't get his revenge at Mania. To be honest, and, you know, it, it all seemed to be ill-fitting. And I think to sort of you know, put the square peg in the round hole just to get the belt off Jericho. No, I, I wasn't in favour of it. So I was perfectly happy to see Jericho retain. Less happy to see what happened to Jericho, you know, days later. But again, but in the moment, it begs the question though: if, if they're going to try and make Jack Swagger this top heel, then why didn't he beat the babyface? Why is he beating the heel? In the Money in the Bank, which everyone's going to cheer, you know, ah, uh, whatever. We've already talked about Jack Swagger too much. Indeed, Supersonic on Pro Wrestling. Only got a few nominations here that we'll get to. I'll see if which ones stand out to you here, gentlemen. Uh, ROH in 2002, Paul London should have gotten the nod to dethrone Low Key and then been dethroned by Samoa Joe as he left the company. He was the company's Shawn Michaels in the company's first year and a half uh, of existence, and there was plenty of money in him defending the title against the likes of Michael Shane, Brian Danielson, Chris Daniels, etc. Uh, ROH in 2007, Nigel McGuinness should have dethroned Homicide in the UK rather than going with Takeshi Morishima. Uh, since there was no promise of a UK return that year, the trigger should have been pulled to give McGuinness the biggest combination available in his home country. So Paul Key made very bad gambling decisions as he describes them in early 2007, with the hope that delaying big moments would pay off later in the year. By starting the McGuinness reign on top in March 2007, that likely would have opened up directions for fresh names to dethrone him, entering 2008 rather than the very creatively stale product at the time, despite the awesome work rate provided by the loaded roster. Uh, he also says title, uh, Tyler Black should have won the ROH title at Final Battle in 2008 over Nigel McGuinness rather than the idiocy of attempting to cash in on the wrestler with Randy the Ram looking like Jerry Lynn. <laughs> so Popovsky refused to crown Lynn based on his failure to draw while ECW champion, and it's one of the reasons he got fired by then-owner Carrie Silken. Lo and behold, Lynn bombed as ROH champion to kick off the HDNet era, and it did severe damage to Black's chase, drawing major comparisons to Lex Luger in 93. Uh, so some interesting ones there regarding uh, ROH title wins. Actually, I quite like the first one of Paul London being the guy to beat Loki rather than Xavier, which that's, that's that was a, awful. That's a, <laughs> Everything in your right mind says that yes, that's what should have happened, and I can understand. You know, Paul London being one of the guys there at the inception. There's, there's a romantic feel to him having a world title run, but I actually quite like the idea of the fact that the real shit. You know, in, in the company that's sort of the work rate promotion. Im, Im, you know, implicitly built as the, you know they didn't call themselves a work rate promotion by any means, but it was sort of it was implied. So to have Xavier win it. Uh, there's some, there's, there's some humour in that, and, you know, and it was ultimately to get killed by Joe, so, you know, if you're going to get the belt on Joe, I'd rather have him kill someone like Xavier than be killing Paul London. But it's just, it's just the, just seeing him beat Loki for the belt, it's like, what on earth is this? This fucking guy, who, if you walked into, like, a 7-Eleven or a spa over here, and he was behind the counter, you wouldn't know that that, you wouldn't think, okay, that's the ROH champion. Right? What about if he walked into Target? <laughs> There's a good one. Let's talk about that briefly. Shane Douglas's ECW title run since Power Butchie on the UK fan forum's legendary post. This this one was swirling in my mind about it. Shane Douglas when he wins the belt after that awful performance of Belly Lee against Pitbull Two. Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull Duh. <laughs> so we get this this agonising like you know, a year and a half run of Shane Douglas as ECW champion. Bar, bar, the, bar the cup of coffee with Bam Bam. Bar the cup of coffee with Bam Bam. But there has to be a better candidate to hold the belt. Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just come with Bigelow? No, see, I, I quite like the the build of Taz. Maybe if if you're being really sort of nitpicky, I'd, I'd have gone with Bigelow and had Taz crowned at Heatwave and do the Taz Bigelow thing as do, they did anyway. Yeah, do it as they did anyway, but have have Taz win that one because 
by the time you get to 99 that, that does seem like it's a it's a little bit too late by that point you know and, and we can all be spared a, a but what 18 19 month shane douglas title run <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, cut the fucking <laughs> music indeed. As, as Jim Cornette said, who the fuck made him the franchise of anything? <laughs> but yeah, back, back to... Uh, back to <laughs> yeah, back to the ROH on some super signs. There's a good few there that he actually mentioned. Uh, kind of in agreement of Nigel McGuinness getting it sooner than he did. The, the Marashima run, I didn't mind by any means, because I thought Homicide was all about the chase, and as soon as the chase had been paid off, there really wasn't as much I felt to do with Homicide World Champion. No, that made sense, though. I must admit at the time I was, I was quite surprised. Oh, I was surprised. I, I, I wasn't expecting the run, you know, I wasn't envisaging, envisaging a long run for him, but uh, but I didn't think it'd be quite as, as brief as it was. No. I was kind of surprised that Kent never got it. Because I thought, because he'd been there for you know, a good stretch the year before working with Danielson. And I thought, and the thing was, that the belief was always, oh, well, he's, you know, he's, he's a Noah guy, so he's not really going to win the belt, is he? And then, yeah, of course, Mark Shima just gets it, so. Yeah, yeah fuck Xavier. <laughs> uh, Marishima, I did like Marishima. I like Marishima. He's a big fat guy. I didn't like his Vader punches. His Vader knockoff punches, but his fat guy moves were quite fun. I did like his missile drop kick. Yeah. Yeah. So drop suplex. Although I suppose was it trying to channel, uh, channel the spirit of Joe a bit too much? Possibly. I kind of I kind of got that vibe at the time. Yeah. I was like, it's uh, yeah, you're kind of drawing back to something that's that you've already the, you've done the monster heel unbeatable thing. Yeah. Quite a bit. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite fifty-fifty on that one. And what was the other one? Tyler Black. Oh no, sorry, Jerry Lynn getting the world title instead of Tyler Black. Oh yeah, just go go young. Yeah, go young. The, the Randy the Ram thing, no one was asking for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even if you don't go with Tyler Black, I'm, I'm sure there's someone infinitely better you could have gone with than Jerry Lynn by that point. Oh, Black looks younger. NXT actually, Super Sonic does have one more here uh, from uh, last year. Enzo and Cass instead of the Vaud villains winning the tag titles. It's an absolute no-brainer for uh, Team NY. Uh, Enzo and Cass have so much upside as well, not just into throwing Blake and Murphy in, transition to the revival feud in which they lose the belt. So of course, this is where the Vaud villains got their run with fun, very brief. And this was the shit they, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Brooklyn they did the show, and, and <laughs> Enzo and Cass are in the fucking dark match, ends up getting shown on TV, while the Vaud villains. Who uh, the team as, to as, go as, with? As a package, it, it, it Come sucks on. And, and blue pants. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Either me with my orthopedic wardrobe, I don't wear blue pants. <laughs> Just hearing those two words come from your fantastic. Uh, um, <laughs> I, 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 don't even, I, I understand the arguments completely, and, and yeah, the, the, the lunacy of not having Cass and Enzo on the on the NXT TakeOver show in Brooklyn just seems nonsensical but but by the same token maybe I'll find it's just me but I don't really care for Enzo and Cass I know, I know that you Once, don't wait for them <laughs> I don't, I don't, but that's the time I to do it right that, that, yeah, everyone, yeah, that, that, that is that, the time that, that is the time to do it I just you know, I, I suppose if you're given the choice, yeah, you go with Enzo and Cass, I suppose. Yeah, totally. Uh, Mr. LaSalle on Pro Wrestling Only says, Give Razor. Diesel's late in 94 and 95 push, it would have worked way better. Hall was big, but not so big that Michael's getting heat on him would look so silly. Also, the Sid matches would have been better. Well, that's questionable, I suppose. Um, and I doubt Vince gives him the lame smiling stuff like he does with Nash. So Razor getting the Diesel push. I wouldn't put uh, Razor not getting the smiling stuff past Vince at all. No, I, I don't think. No. I, don't, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Ray's is somehow invincible to that. I think he'd uh, Vince would give it to almost anyone at that period. Yeah, he would have got the same treatment, same shit heels to work with. Think he would have drawn better. 
don't think it would have made much difference. Yeah. Neg was what probably maybe a slight bit, maybe maybe a little bit more, maybe maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, exactly. Because he'd been typecast as a mid card for quite a exactly. while at that point. So yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think there's any significant upside at least anyway. Yeah. Admit it, Kieran. You're just offended by the notion that uh, the emailer said that uh, Big D selling for F, selling for Sean looked a bit ridiculous. But think about it. Ray, so it would have been what Razor versus Sean for the world title at WrestleMania 11 one year after the ladder match. Have they done it? Let's just say. Let's just see what this ring would have been. Then Razor would have worked with Sid. Razor would then have worked with Mabel. Then the Bulldog and Razor Bulldog for the world title. That takes some doing. And then, of course, going back to Brett, I imagine. There's a help us, we need to get it to Sean. It all winds up back with Brett. Yeah, pretty much, doesn't it? Uh, K22 on the FOW board says, CM Punk's 434-day-long title reign should have been 504 days as he should have lost the belt at Mania 29, not at the Rumble. That horrible Rock Cena once-in-a-lifetime rematch should have been a triple threat. And uh, Gat Saves a 159 on the FOW board says the same thing. Uh, you even had an easy way to do it. Punk retains by DQ at the Rumble as Carl rolls his wrists off uh, off mic. Uh, Cena wins the Rumble. Rock and Cena fight the next pay per view for the title shot. You have a fuck finish or a no contest, and both guys get the match. Punk can then job to whoever. The only downside is we don't get Punk Taker, which was by far the best match on an otherwise very mediocre WrestleMania. So Punk's reign being cut off when it was. Any objections to this massively? No. No, not you. Don't, you, don't, you didn't think Punk should have headlined that mania? It should no. have been Roxy in a rematch. Absolutely. It did feel flat. But you lose depth from taking Punk out. Do you, what, do you gain a lot? Okay, you might. Nah, fuck it. No, you think you think one on one works better. Sorry, Punker. I I understand the flat feeling around the notion that it was Cena Rock too. I, I, probably the, the negative feeling wouldn't have been as bad had they not billed the first matches once in a lifetime, um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really think you gain anything from going punk as champion by, by that. Situation. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it moves the needle that much at all. Hmm. I mean, some some fans may enjoy it more. Punk fans, with you know, again for obvious reasons, and I suppose there's a sort of it almost seems like there's a sense of entitlement that punk should be there. Yeah. It never quite sits well with me, but but I, I didn't really have a problem with him losing to the rock at all I, I didn't have a problem with the fact that it was the, the part timer at all we we knew which way it was going to go eventually back to Cena and I just I don't see like I said I, I, I don't see Punk be having that much of an impact on the main event I don't think it changes the dynamics that much I don't think it's necessary I don't think it automatically means it's going to be creatively any better either so, I would that, to me that's the strength creatively I do think it would be better I don't think it would do better financially for the company. It's like, it's, it's like Roxanne did so well at WrestleMania 28 that I, I do find it hard, the idea of, well, the rematch of one of the, of the second or first biggest WrestleMania of all time needs CM Punk to make it better. To, to me, had they done Roxanne properly, had they, had they done that rematch with a bit more sting to it, because it was really flat. The promo building up, it, it felt like a dead issue anyway. It felt like a, form, like a formulaic... Yeah, we get to the end of the story here. So I guess yeah, creatively, CM Punk being in the mix would have would have helped a little bit. But I don't think that as, as the the big rematch, I don't necessarily think it does more for the buy rate. The sort of the type of promos that Punk would have added during that period, you've already gotten throughout sort of the later half of his run. So I'm not sure. But he was doing some great stuff though. And that, the one with the rock where you rock your arms are too short to box with garden I, I, stuff it's, like that. It's, it's a great line. But then to get Punk there, what do you do? Do you have him beat the rock? Well, fuck finish is what was suggested there, or DQ. Mm. But that that's the thing. I, I know that will upset some people because because it's you know Rock's not full time, but 
when you bring Rock back, you protect him. Yeah. 100%, yeah. I, I think, you know, once... Because bearing in mind, they'd already announced Rock's title match at the Rumble long before there was any notion that Punk was going to have as long a reign as he had. Yeah. I think by the time you've committed to Rock having the title match at the Rumble, you put the belt on him. Well, Punk turned heel by attacking the Rock. So that's that's part and parcel of the whole story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It seems like it's, Rock has to get his revenge, I suppose, in that story. And, if, and if, if Rock's not getting the belt, it's going from Punk to Cena, then... Rock doesn't get his Rock revenge. Doesn't get, yeah, so it's kind of like a... And granted, maybe that's part of the problem of, of acquiescing to the, the part-time, isn't it? And the big stars... And not not focusing on the here and now, but there you go. Although the the build up for Cena Rock wasn't great the second time round, you do still get those excellent punk promos on TV bitching and complaining. <laughs> you know, no, I don't mean that as a knock on him. Yeah, you know, he, he played that role, in, you know, sort of in the in the sort of go between Rumble and Mania very well. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't really pan out that whole uh, Undertaker feud though, huh? Mm. Yeah. Mm. One thing. Uh, if it's triple threat, it may it would spice things up a bit because it may have taken the edge off because we know Cena's winning the second time. Yeah. So that may have helped. But then, yeah, you you got messy finishes coming out. Unless, still... unless it's like an elimination where like Punk loses like, to Rock, Rock gets his revenge there, and then Cena beats Rock. Yeah. I'm not feeling it around the table. And granted, I think that brings the crowd down. Anyway, in that match, once Punk's eliminated, because that's once it's down to Rock and Cena, I think you know who's winning again. Yeah. So probably you may actually drop off a cliff. In the match, anyway. Hmm. Um, I've got no problem with him. Cena beats them both, and then Vincent Man comes out and does the ending from Survivor Series 2001 again with this sort of big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Just a suggestion. I, I see why it'd be nice to have him drop it at Mania because it's like the end of the long run. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Work on your rubber guard, nerd. <laughs> I mean, the, the the one way I, I I would have advocated for for Punk's reign running longer is is if it's not Cena in the main event and it's punk rock does that do as well commercially probably doesn't in truth does it Gary Thompson on the Facebook page says the WCW TV title Carl's favourite uh, <laughs> Brian Pillman uh, Arn Anderson in my opinion did well with it and brought credibility to it he and Johnny B. Bad I believe had a feud over it Arn dropped it to the renegade though sweet <laughs> Jesus I understand why they pushed him but Pillman should have been the guy Pillman was having great matches against other mid-carders and had a couple of matches with Arn I think Pillman and Arn could have had a great series and adding Johnny B. Bad could have been interesting it baffles me to think that Pillman went 14 months between pay-per-view appearances in WCW which is true in the body of a uh, 94 and 95. Just fucking remarkable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Some of the shit they peddled out. Kevin Sullivan versus Mr. T on Starcade 94. The honky Evad. Evad oh. got on the card. The man with no face. The man with no name. <laughs> the man with no buys. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, you're talking about Meng versus Jim Duggan and the, the fucking King of the Road match being in place of a Brian Pillman baby appearance, which is just blasphemy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I'm quite down with this one. Again, poor... Oh, are you really, <laughs> No, obviously. Anything's better than the Renegade experience, but, you know, yeah, Pillman's a good candidate. I think this is a fairly, fairly slam-dunk one here. Although, is there anyone else that kind of stood out as being a better candidate? Because there's quite a, lot of, quite a lot of poor title decisions around this time. Oh, there, there were there were an abundance of them. Yeah, yeah, that's... Like you said, that's a straightforward one for me. Pillman would have been a great choice. And I, I like the idea that you could, have, you could have drawn back to that in promos when you have Pillman join the Horsemen. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a nice sort of segue there. 
not so sure on the Johnny B. Bad being thrown into the mix being interesting. I've never really cared for old Mero, but... Uh, <laughs> I like Johnny B. Bad. I might be the only person he did, actually. <laughs> in retrospect. I thought it was pretty good for the role that he was in. He had a great match with Pillman at Full Brawl 95, which is, is probably where this stems from. Yeah, I'm giving all the credit in the world to Pillman. That's all right with me. <laughs> Poor Mero. It's because you're just you're just you know, drinking from the cup of Mick Foley and Steve Austin. You hate him because he made more money than he did. Damn right. In '96, that's all it is, Carl. And you know it. Rob Lloyd on the Facebook page. Wild uh, man, my ass. With a few of them here, Lex Luger at some Slam '93, a massive push on the back of the USS Intrepid Body Slam Challenge, followed by six weeks of the Lex Express. Should have no doubt yielded the title at SummerSlam. Should have held the belt until at least Mania 10, where he could have dropped it to the Hitman. I've said a lot of negative things about old laxative Lex over the years. Lax <laughs> The torture lax. <laughs> um, this this is really, it's another slam dunk, isn't it? Yeah. It's another absolute slam dunk. For all this build, you have to have him win. Yeah. You absolutely have to have him. There's no other way around it. Yeah. This is like the <laughs> recurring thing on this show. Is every like every ten episodes, Kieran's frustration with the balloons falling at SummerSlam '93. I can't even point to someone and say, "Well, that's who you should have gone with instead of Lex at that time," because you'd obviously you kind of Bre- fucked it with Brett. Because because yeah, because Brett's done the job at Mania. He's in the feud with Lawler. There, there is no other obvious Tonka? Oh, the God. Undertaker. Oh, that, those God. are your options. Yeah, and as, and as hideous as the matches were, Taker's already tied up with the Giant oh, Gonzalez. Oh, El Gigante. Yeah. El Gigante. So there's no, there's no other option anywhere you slice it, as far as I can see. It has to be Lex, and when you do the build that they do, he has to win. Especially with this whole America only needs one chance. I will be a hero <laughs> after he signs a contract, and then it doesn't really scream brilliant baby faces. I only need one chance. America only needs one chance. Let me in the rumble. I want a second chance. <laughs> Rob Lloyd also <laughs> says Rowdy Roddy Piper should have defeated Hogan at the water cell of the score, or maybe even earlier, but this could have built up to WrestleMania and been the main event. Hogan Piper one on one, with Hogan getting the belt back after many DQ and count out wins over Piper, finally manages to get the pin here where the chase would be over. Sounds nice on paper, but in in theory, yeah. But and WrestleMania won't work yeah, so well. Yeah, and and let's not sleep on the importance of obviously obviously Piper's pro as it has to be said because he doesn't get enough credit for that in the build up to Mania. But the pull of the celebrity and Mr. T's involvement. I'm, you know, kids these days, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll say who with their Pokemon yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll say yeah, you know, who was Mr. T, and then people sort of forgotten about it. But, no, you know, but in but. It, <laughs> Can't be. No. Look, yeah, but pop culture of the 1980s. Mr. T was a massive start, and it's, it's part of the pull of mania, so I, I can't really advocate for. Next thing you'll say, people don't know what Kit is. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm likewise. This wasn't about the one on one match, the few. This was about projecting the company out there to different different demographics of, on, on a platform, platforms that haven't been seen before. And to do that, you want Hogan as the champ. Been seen as this as the champion. Yeah, this is the you know Mr. T's associating with this big motherfucker who's the champion. So yeah. it, that's what it's all the about. Champion wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The, the t- traditional feud of Piper being the champ and Hogan chasing wouldn't have reached the. It w- wouldn't have clicked like they wanted it to click. Um, I will say though, the one thing I would change, I would have had Dirk Benedict in the match rather than Mr. T because Dirk's a much bigger star than T. I think that's a very debatable point at that point in 1985. Dirk oh, Benedict is great though. I don't want to debate it. Face. 
face. The face man. Face man. He should have been. He should have been the heel team. <laughs> yeah, he's not a heel. He's just a lovable rogue. He <laughs> was a bit of a coward. Uh, Razor Ramon should have been given the King of the Ring win in '95 instead of Mabel, and the big heel push culminating in a WWF title win over Diesel at SummerSlam. Uh, would like to have seen Razor hold it till the Rumble '96 before dropping it to Brett. Still could have Brett and Diesel at Survivor's '95 as the number one contender match, and Razor could have faced HBK in the ladder match too. And one. No, uh, this is at uh, this is a uh, Rob Lloyd again for the, on the Facebook page. Obviously, anyone's better than Mabel. Yeah, King of the Ring. Uh, there's, there's some nice, you know, nice story there. Um, mind you, how much connection with, with Razor and the rest of the clique have you got at this point? In, they, in what sense? Have they interacted much on screen? Uh, well, Razor had feuded with Diesel and Sean in '94 and beaten them. So he had he had the one up on them as a babyface. Yeah, face. I, I think. So him coming back as a heel to try and but he's in that mix. So like you know, kind of the semi stuff because obviously it's a new crew in him, but semi established guys. Yeah, I, I like that. It's fine. And Razor floundered after he lost the IC belt to Jarrett. But he but needed he's not, something. He's not being sure in another ladder match. No, no fucking chance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a there was a sense that he was um, he was pretty you know he, he was stale by that point. Absolutely, the, the Jarrett loss had, had hurt him no end as well. So you know. Especially because he's never yeah. really been back, and it's just like yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the heel turns up would have given him a fresh impetus, and he'd been babyface for the yeah you know, for nearly three years. So in sort of the cyclical nature of things, it, you know, would have made sense. Um, the only thing I wonder, he didn't wrestle on the King of the Ring. The rib injury, right? The rib injury mm. was that the uh, well, I well I think it was the old wink wink nudge nudge no, type I think of deal. He was legitimately hurt. He was legitimately hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can usually tell when Razor doesn't give a shit because remember when he won the IC belt off Dean Douglas in your house four, and he just looked like he just picked up that piece of tin off the ground and got it again. Oh yeah, he did. He did the old uh, four fingers and shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when Ric Flair looks at Paul uh, Roma. Uh, and the way he won it, so <laughs> the way he won that summed it up as well. The arm, <laughs> the arm draped across Douglas after a back suplex. Yeah, the laziest Intercontinental title change I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Paul Sieber on the Facebook page says, I always thought Kyantai should have gotten a little run with the tag belts around 2000 or 2001. Uh, they could have had some really fun matches with the Hardys, Edge, Christian and Dudleys, and it would have been satisfying to see them get serious after spending so much time as comedy jobbers. So uh, uh, a charge with Kyantai here. Again, I fear, I fear a little bit too much damage may have been done yeah, at this he, point. I think he said something up himself there. Seriously, after a comedy run. Yeah. yeah. And kind of a bit of obtuse putting him there with the... Uh, the big three when they were hot yeah not for me it's kind of one of those things where two cool kind of got that spot of the comedy tag team that end up getting a very short run against Edge and Christian I mean they, they won the belts and lost them at King of the Ring if I remember right but um, yeah so I kind of see that and, and by the end of the year I can see maybe there's a bit of an opening for for, t- for other teams because Right to Sense has got the belts in the end so but Yamaguchi-san wasn't around was it? Yeah, no Yamaguchi-san no. was long gone no, no. I'm out yeah. by that point they're, they're the all, evil and indeed period yeah they're, they're, all, they're already the comedy jobbers I think they've you know they've started doing the, the poorly dubbed voiceover type thing with, without having the, the catchphrase t-shirts of evil and, and indeed but they'd certainly started it and you know far bit from me to sound redundant but uh if there was any bloom on the rose, it was off them by that point. <laughs> this, this has become your catchphrase now, huh? Lockjaw on TBWW says, Christian, when he got hot. Christian, when he came back. Christian, then, now, forever. But if I can be serious for a minute, it would have been perfect. Uh, I see what he did there. Yeah, it would have been perfect if Christian won the title in that one Cena Jericho Christian match that they had, just snuck out a victory by beating Jericho or something. This is the period when Christian was. Uh, 
probably the hottest he ever was it felt like to me doing the, the Captain Charisma stuff he had Tomko as his kind of backup uh, drop me a beat no that period yeah that, that period of time yeah, the, 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 the calling out Marky Mark and stuff like that <laughs> and again getting over at John Cena's expense in, which uh, maybe that's why Vince has got a, yeah, a bit of a pet peeve with Christian I think about it he just came along too early then obviously. came along yeah, yeah absolutely came along too early he was the one that pretty much started the uh, anti-Cena thing it felt like and, and kind of started looking like he was going to be a baby face for a while there and then they put him in the th- his only interaction with Cena was when Cena came over he, came, he interrupted his, uh, his big moment on the highlight reel and he came over to Raw and then he got beaten in the three way and that was it Like, and, and Chris, it felt like Christian should have been in that mix because he was red hot and they just they just completely passed on it yeah you seem to think even if even if he wasn't going to win the belt at that point there, there was a there was a an opportunity there to position him in, in amongst sort of the higher ranks, wasn't there? That Vince, for for whatever reason, didn't want to seem to go go for it. It, it always struck me as sort of it shared parallels to Jericho and Goldberg in a sense, mm. in the way that you have the, the the underneath guy getting over at someone else's expense, but there's never really a payoff of any kind there. I mean, Jericho, I think he just got speared on a TV the once, and that yeah. was it. And in the and, aisle yeah and, and similarly you get the, the, the triple threat here you know and, and no way am I suggesting that that period in 2005 was as big as as 98 was by any, by any means but um, but there does seem some similarities there for me with Christian I always maybe I don't really appreciate the context of things and it does look like it's a, a piggyback and a sympathy win off obviously what happens with Edge but it always rank, rankled with me that he never got the got at least a bit of a run with that belt. Not even to the next pay per view. The fact that he he wins it to then lose it on the first SmackDown tape it always really irritated me. Well, he got it. He ended up getting giving it back to him as a heel at Money in the Bank, only then to lose it at SummerSlam. So again, much of a muchness one pay per view in between, but not really the long chicken shit run you could have done with him, which is, is where I think that the money was with the Christian World Title run, if there ever was any. Is Christian is a heel chicken shit, and I do think this was the time again because he was hot. It felt time and place, uh, those kind of time and place lightning in the bottle moments when it feels like somebody could be on the cusp. Christian had one of those. Well, I was thinking, I think I remarked this to you at the time. But, yeah, Christian's run after Edge's injury may have, you know, it may have failed. It may have fallen flat on his face, but it's the fact they didn't even try it. Yeah, they didn't even give him the chance to fail. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's summed up there though. <clears throat> so they he gets a little bit over. And they use him for just uh, for Cena. Yeah. No afterthought. Uh, they do a little thing because of sympathy with Edge, and he drops it. The epitome of a guy who the office has no intention of maximising on anything. He's he is typecast as a mid card filler act. Yeah. No matter how hot and or he gets in the short period of time, he's not going to give an opportunity. He's going to be given an opportunity to put someone else over. Yeah. Because it's interesting for once. Yeah. And, that's some, <laughs> and that's and that sums up like it was especially and it, not on the Cena but it's how the Cena was fed uh, up until Owens probably oh this guy's over he worked with Cena that's fucking great he's working with Cena yeah, he's not working with Cena he's there to put Cena over yes which is what the backlash probably on Cena was a lot, uh, has always been about as well uh, moving to another candidate here and we're talking about lightning in a bottle and guys being over and on the cusp XL on the TPW reform says I think you'd have to go with an RVD win in the triple threat at a No Mercy 2001 he might have proved that he couldn't have tr- uh, be trusted many years later but at this point he was insanely popular despite being part of the Heel Alliance group uh, you could have had him sneak a win over Anglin and have Austin win it back uh, a month later or even sooner 
sooner if you want. Uh, if you didn't want to make it a long-term deal, but it would have been an interesting dynamic. An ambulance chase on the UK fan form also says that RVD world title, but he says 2002. Coming off the invasion, he was so over and still so good in the ring, yet to be exposed to the masses due to being fresh out of ECW, having classic matches with Jeff Hardy and was in the triple threat with Austin and Angle. Uh, I don't think I have gone from being so high on someone to not caring anymore as I have with Van Damme. After Austin in the late 90s and early 2000s, he was my guy. He was inventive and he just had it. But anything after about 2003, the feud with Kane, I just didn't care at all. He'd go through the same spots at the same time, phoning it in does not even come close to how I felt about him post-2003. There were little glimpses, of course, big matches that he would get up for, but the shine had gone for me and this upset me considering I was a huge fan. But anyway, I admittedly haven't watched anything back at length with this dabble with the world title scene since late 2001 and 2002 that I really liked. I love the dynamic of him and Trips, and whilst it may not have been a long reign, I'd have liked to see it play out. There's certainly a case you can make for the for the No Mercy match. I'd, I'd argue he's he's probably he's probably more over at that point than he is in 2002. I think so, for sure. Um, that being said, there's always been a, a dynamic about that that I that I didn't like uh, only in as much as I, I wasn't a fan of the well it's it's the invasion angles there's there's plenty you can pick <laughs> there's plenty you can pick apart from it but it, I just I never liked the notion of the the two alliance guys going at it and I, I you know, uh, you know what I didn't that like, sort of thing never never sat well with me yeah part, I, I really thought a lot of the steam was out when Vince started trying to coup Van Damme mm. that part of the story I always just you know Van Damme getting out the limo Vince is in there and Vince trying to basically sign him and bring him to the WWF and stuff like that it's like it's nice I can it, it is a nice idea on paper but in execution it just it's just that one extra thing of like you don't really need to put bells and whistles on this it's, it's working great we're getting what we want out of it right now just by him being involved with Austin you know they did that great episode of Smackdown when Austin's going to beat up the next guy that walks through that door and everyone's yeah, yeah. chatting RVD and everybody wants it to be Van Damme and Van Damme yeah as a fan he's like my god Van Damme is as he is in ECW here in the WF and he's beating people not only is he beating people he's beating The Rock on SmackDown, he's beat. You know, he, he beats Austin on the SmackDown, even though it's kind of a bit of a shitty victory. <laughs> but he gets the win anyway. And it's like they're not. But the key is they're just not hurting him. They're not. They're not overwhelmingly burying Van Dam. And it was. It was fresh to see. And again, that lightning in the ball aspect. If if there was a time for Van Dam, it did feel like it was that trip, that three way. There's that was one point in that three way. Van Dam does the thumbs in the middle of the match. I think he's looking at Austin. He's giving the you know, fuck you because I'm Rob Van Dam. And the place is just fucking just blowing the roof off of Van Damme. It's like there, there are many times when Van Damme, you, you look at him and it's like, God, he had it. He was right on the cusp. Like, he had it with him. And I can remember when they said of that three-way, they did it on like a SmackDown when Van Damme. It was one of the first times Van Damme had to talk. And I remember getting this distinct feeling like, oh, <laughs> maybe that's why they're not going to go all the way with him. No because fucking shit. It was, exactly, because it was that kind of moment where he just said something like, Yo, you, want me, yeah, you want to be a three-way, I'm in. Or something like that. And it's like, that was bad. <laughs> that, wasn't, that, was one, that wasn't the rock, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's with Van Damme, like, he had so much... It's, after then he was so hot, and it was, like, it was just fucking cool to see him. In yeah, the, it was. When he's hottest is when you really want to put it on him. 2001 he can't talk and we're coming off three four years of Austin and Rock as your top main event baby face maybe you could put Heyman with him if you brought Heyman in well he, like I said Heyman was the big homer for him wasn't he I, I, again talking about great RVD moments that the, the thing where Austin's in the ring after SummerSlam I think it is where he's like can somebody in the alliance please step up and, and, and face Kurt Angle and everyone's quiet and then Heyman gets yeah. on the desk and, and says someone's got to take the initiative and starts doing the RVD chants and the whole building joins in and Van Damme just looks like such a star 
and it's like God, you know, do that. Have yeah, Heyman do with that. Van Dam. Do that. Two thousand. Separate them. Turn them both babyface. Yeah, well, yeah, he's not even with the alliance because yeah. yeah, he can't go back and he's the ultimate outsider. is the yeah. only one with no affiliation, yeah. and Heyman's there with him. He's like a high Steve Austin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Steve Austin with a different vice, I suppose. Uh, Dominator on TPWW forms got an interesting one here. The Brian Kendrick somehow lasting till the end of the WWE Championship Scramble match and becoming officially the new WWE Champion could have had some interesting storylines. Uh, I was there was a, a brief period when the Brian Kendrick came to pass where I was I quite liked him. I thought that you know, between the jacket, the bodyguard, the, the cool demeanor and stuff like that and. I, I thought there was something with Kendrick. He was a man with a plan. He was a man with a plan. <laughs> that, that song I have to end this show, actually. That's a great song. But yeah, I, I thought, they, I, I don't know about world champion, but I thought, you know what? They could really do something with this and guy. I, I just, yeah, that is like, okay, he's got the Sean thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just give him a, a nice singles run for a good six months or something, see if he can, anything clicks, anything grows, and he grows into it. Or Yeah. Yeah, do something. Could have done. Do something. They, I just remember, like, they, they do like funny lot of stuff. They do like a promo backstage where, like, before the scramble match, where Kendrick's reading The Art of War, he starts oh, talking yeah. about the, the fine line between genius and insanity, and there's a bit of a Joker twinge to it because, you know, that Dark Knight was big at the time. And then, meanwhile, in the background, you've got Ezekiel Jackson reading, like, The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> like, just like little, like, cute little things like that. It's like, this, you know, this, it's, it's interesting. It's different. I like, I like what they're doing with Kendrick. And then, of course, after this, they pretty much do nothing with him yeah, after what happened to this. Nothing. Yeah. Pretty much, I, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, the similar. A similar um, affinity for the uh, for the plant as Van Damme. So that's not fair. <laughs> but he just kept racking up the fines, apparently. And he's oh. like, "Well, if you don't care, then fuck you too." Was it one one thousand five hundred? Uh, he's like he's like a real slap on the wrist. It's like five hundred, I think. Oh really? Five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I say? It's nothing. I know he's back, looking like the dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Slash McFerley. I don't like that though. It's like he looks like he's crawled out of the fucking toilet. You know what I mean? It's like uh, that. That the old look was great. Yeah. He, he at the moment he looks like the the homeless guy that Kieran was referring to earlier in the alley. Um, <laughs> I will say, damn it! Before you go, Carl, damn it! He did have a, a funny thing. With Just look what he did after he did his WWE departure. He got to appear as a contestant on The Price Is Right, even playing a pricing <laughs> game and getting a turn at the show's famed Big Wheel. The only other professional wrestler I can think of who was on a US game show. Uh, the popularity of The Price Is Right was Ox Baker in the eighties. But to be quite honest, I'm not sure if the WWE champion really should be on the prices right. He <laughs> wants a home cooker, you know. What I, mean? yeah. <laughs> I like Mick Foley on the prices right. Everything's <laughs> too expensive. Yeah. Well, considering that they, you know, they tended to pay in food stamps, I'm amazed the TNA world champion was never on the prices right. <laughs> frankly, um, I just sort of echo a bit around the table. World champion. Probably not. No. But, you know. Certainly get, United oh, States right give, give him a US title run. Give him an IC, IC title run, you know. Something to test the water. Yeah. And, and you know, and if it, if it, you know, if it sort of gravitates with the audience, go from there. But, uh, yeah, but to do nothing with him. Yeah, that is a waste of time. Uh, Adam Bomb87 on the FOW board says Jake the Snake Roberts heel turn and title into a place slaughter from Rumble 91 to Mania 7. Obviously, we kind of touched on this. I was going to say, what did we do instead? We did our rebooking of the WWF in uh, 1991 a few shows ago, and what we ended up going with was to keep the belt on Warrior and not. Because I think the general consensus was any heel that you put in that spot is going to fail. Because against the transitional thing we talked about before, and to do the, the quick heel turn and title win only to lose immediately would, would kill off. Pretty much as it did with Slaughter, as a matter of fact, but it would have killed off any other heel. So. So did we go rematch? We ended up no, we ended up going with our Warrior Savage. Ah, oh, of course. And then Hogan ended up working with Jake to set Jake up for down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'd have been curious there. Did, did he elaborate at all on, on how he got to that position? No, no, no. Mean, ah, so that's a shame. Cause I'd, I'd have been curious to see how, how he would have gotten moved away from the old Jake blinded by the arrogance sort of thing. Yeah. How he would have transitioned from that. Bites Hogan's dick. The snake. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you just, I think you suggested that on the show last time yes, as well. Yes, yes I did. Yeah. <laughs> Shut down. I was opening to get, get a reception this time. There's, there's two. Yeah. The python bites the pythons. Come on. Oh, that is <laughs> perfect. Big Vic on TPWW form with a couple of nominations here that would have to have been custom written for this for this table. I thought after it was confirmed that Daniel Bryan had to give up the WWE title, it would have been nice to see it awarded to Kane by the authority. Behind the scenes, it'd be awarded as a bit of a thank you uh, for you know, running for being with the company for so long. I really wouldn't put him over anyone during his run and still have seen a win at Money in the Bank but that two week run would have made me feel warm and fuzzy inside I can't help but feel <laughs> I can't help but feel that, that that's been emailed in purely to get a rise out of me well his, his, his following one may, may, may quell that somewhat okay I would have also had Tommy Dreamer take John Morrison's <laughs> ECW title reign when Morrison won the title it really hurt its image and at least Dreamer was a former ECW champ and vet if Sandman was not drafted to Raw he could have been my choice for that reign as well uh, the di- dynamic of Sandman versus the straight edge CM Punk would have been a nice angle uh, well you don't need the Sandman to bring you a dream because uh, Tommy will put you to sleep right <laughs> you want a warm fuzzy feeling inside sit on the cactus <laughs> the f- fucking fattest man in the world when I just found out he's going to be returning to WWE <laughs> I love Big Vic not anymore <laughs> sorry Big Vic I'd rather see you Big Vic on, on my TV that I'd rather, see, I'd rather see you tag teaming with Viscera against the Bushwhackers than watch another <laughs> single second of fucking Tommy fucking satchel ass dreamer I fucking hate the guy why I just don't like the guy I don't know understand why he's yeah <laughs> fucking oh, just punched his fat face oh god he's too warm to, oh, it's too hot to be agitated like this <laughs> I, I am actually going to take my trousers off. Don't you? They do it here right now. No, I'm taking my trousers off. It's too warm. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh my god, I'm sitting on this side of the table, Carl. <laughs> I'm almost. I would almost rather see a Kane title win. <laughs> almost. This is Angry. This is oh, get- sticking to the seat. This is horrible. <laughs> this is going to end up resembling the uh, strip poker game where, where Sean ends up slapping his balls when he's got his foot on Thrasher at that time. <laughs> We move now to the cutting edge on the UK fan form who says I've mentioned it a load of times before but Test winning the title at Survivor Series 99 instead of the Big Show the story makes sense at the time and in hindsight the Big Show short reign and feud with a boss man makes it even clearer that Test was perfect for a short reign and you could have given him credibility as a former champion if they needed to slot him in or make him a serious champion. Okay I'll take that. I just want to take issue with something that's coming up a lot is a lot of recommendations for short reigns. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what's been the problem. Not exactly, but it's one of the major problems for the last 15 years. Little, too many jobbers getting little title reigns which devalue belts, especially when there's two belts. Yeah. Well, that was Carly. <laughs> I can't wait to get back to that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Carly, Kane, and Flair. In Swagger. Swagger. It's like Seamus. They, they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't be in the conversation for a title because the title should be fucking more than that. So, yeah. Just wanted to get off my chest. Uh, test? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, after that compelling rant, <laughs> test, why not? He was a better candidate than Big Show. He, if, uh, to be was honest, he? I think really? He was. I think at that point, I think he was more over than the Big Show. 
This was 1990, so this was right after the Love Royal Lever match with Shane McMahon. And he was with Steph at the time, of course, ends up with Triple H taking his, his yeah. misses and his push. <laughs> it's test. It is oh. test. Oh. And, 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 I, and I concede that you put those two words together, it's test. <laughs> Maybe all it takes to, to shatter my straw man argument. <laughs> the thing is, even if you were to put it on test, yeah, you've sort of, you avoid the, the big show run, but you, you're still getting the Triple H Vince program at Armageddon. Yeah. You're, you're still getting the, you know, the Steph turn on the show and, you, and you're getting Triple H winning it. Maybe you on, don't do that though. Maybe you have Test versus Triple H on that show. Oh, God. Just think I'm, about the match with Vince yeah, and Trips now. Yeah, yeah, it's hideous, but either way, it, it still doesn't. Even that still doesn't prevent my biggest issue with the Armageddon show and it's the fact that Rock's in the tag title match yeah against the Outlaws against the Outlaws and they don't win him it's a fucking schmoz it's a DQ finish because of Al Snow interference <laughs> Rock had done nothing to deserve being associated with most of those people <laughs> and you know thankfully Foley was there as the sort of human shield so that Rock didn't get too much of the stink on him but <laughs> you, can, you can make an argument in the sense that you know the comparison is the big show but as a general thought has anyone ever seen anything in Test because I really haven't I did and when when they brought him back to that ECW run as terrible as ECW was anyway to bring him back and then to find out that Heyman was advocating for bringing Test back it was one of Heyman's ideas it's kind of like when you're a child and you find out Father Christmas isn't real <laughs> I always interpreted that though as Heyman kissing their ass because he knew that they, that, they like, that was like they like him so I, you know they'll, they'll trust more they'll trust me more if I give if I throw them a bone type thing didn't work didn't work of course not at that point in 99 after the, the match with Shane and again with the tenor of the times being that there really wasn't that much great talent in the WWF around this time period I thought Test had potential. Yeah, I thought it had potential too. In no realm would I say world title is, is the perfect thing for him. No, but, but him or Big Show. Yeah. Oh, just Big Show so so uninspiring. Yeah. It was uninspiring at the time too. I know the Big Show is terrible. I know the feud with the boss man was terrible. Oh, and tasteless. <laughs> yeah, it's despite, yeah, despite the pro despite the poem. <laughs> <laughs> and the destruction of the heirloom watch. Uh, let's not say anything about the cemetery. You know, as terrible as all that was, I just can't bring myself to endorse anything related to Test. Well, on that note, Harmonic Generator in the UK fan forum says anyone but JBL in 2004. Literally anyone. Garrison Bloody Cave would have been a better choice in my mind than him, which may be pushing the limits. I agree with the sentiment, although we did agree on Booker. Uh, and Sasha Banks at WrestleMania this year, he said. I get why Charlotte retained, but there, were no bigger, there wasn't a bigger occasion for the boss to win than this one. I hate titles not changing hands at Mania, so it can be done further down the line. When it comes to Mania, there should be no further down the line. It happens at Mania, or it's just not as important so you can take any title change that happened in a Mania rematch as well but Sasha at Mania it was obvious that it fucking years ago it seems now with Naughty Rick their ringside costume matches she's got family too she brings out Snoop they yeah. did that anyway for fuck's sake <laughs> Snoop sang into the ring and yeah. then didn't get involved with so Nate he stays ringside Flair goes to do something he takes a bump for Snoop Sasha wins calls me afterwards <laughs> Get a bit of FaceTime on the go. <laughs> everything's, right with the, everything's right with the world. Just, I just don't like him talking like this when he's not wearing trousers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, 
I generally share the sentiments. I, I could do without knowing what Kieran gets up to on FaceTime, but um, <laughs> it seems so obvious it's offensive that they didn't do it. <laughs> it really is. And you know, and, and Becky Lynch had already done the job by that point in her feud with Charlotte. There was no, there was no real reason for her to be there at all. So yeah. other than lose again, I other guess. than to lose again. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing we all knew, didn't we? Mm. As soon as it's the triple threat and Becky Lynch is there, oh well, we know why Becky Lynch is there. Rubs a bit of salt in the wind. The fact that. A, they didn't do it at Mania like they should have done, and they've literally done nothing with Sasha Banks for months. And, and you know, until about what two or three weeks ago, she'd barely she'd barely been on TV. No, yeah, you know, main um, main event doesn't count. No, fellatio lips on the UK fan <laughs> forum says Otho Jeff Hardy's IC title went over Triple H the week after the two man power trip beat the shit out of Lita. Triple H won it back a week later, so Hardy got nothing from it at a time they were hanging uh, with the main eventers and could have benefited from a longer run. So yeah, this I'll, I'll agree with this one. Jeff Hardy, it felt really fresh and exciting when he actually beat Triple H for the belt, as, as dirty as the victory was. And then for him to just lose it on Raw the next week, and for it to be done in such an afterthought fashion, it's like, what was the point? Why even tease that the new main event act is going to be the, the Hardy Boys, who are over and cool, if you're just going to pull it away and then go to Taker and Kane? Because, you see, Liam, a lot of people thought the same way. Maybe, especially Jeff, deserved more. So, they were going to sh- dangle that carrot, but then show us how wrong we were. Well, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, you see. Um, yeah, he absolutely kept it longer. It was like, oh wow, this is this is fresh. Oh no, it's exactly, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Uh, Stevie G, nineteen eighty on the UK fan forum uh, with, with a quick, uh, quick fire ones here. DBRC in eighty eight should have got more than five minutes holding off the main event angle. In ninety eight, Benoit should have took the TV belt from Booker T, not Finley, and had the best of seven series for the title and not the number one contendership for the belt. And fuck it, because I have a soft spot for both teams. Furness and Lafon in ninety seven over the Bulldog and Owen, and the Allied Powers in ninety five over Owen and Yoko. Uh, as fourteen year old me would have loved it. Uh, did anybody really get on board with a Lex Bulldog duo? Um, I remember what, uh, reading one article in WF magazine, and I was I was excited then because I was still riding the Lex Express, even though it's stopped and <laughs> been out of commission for months. <laughs> you know, it was up on bricks. It was on bricks. Yeah, it was a hobo. Li- it was actually the same hobo living inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, and you know, national pride for bulldog. So yay, Allied powers. I didn't really care about them. Burns <laughs> <laughs> in the fun. I wanted to like him. <laughs> it just fell apart, did it? It just fell apart, yeah. I don't know why. I think when I watched their matches, it was like, oh, you don't really work over here. <laughs> Go back to Japan. Uh, um, who else was there? Uh, we had DBRC. Rather than getting the uh, the you know the, the pretty much non-title win that he got, to have an actual run leading to WrestleMania four and losing to Savage there. Maybe beating Hogan, I guess. Yeah. Nefarious means. Yeah. I think I would. I would have just had the the way panned out minus the tournament in, in the sense of have Andre beat Hogan with the uh, the evil referee the evil Hebner I'd argue it's both of them now personally suing but concussion <laughs> lawsuits apparently <laughs> Bob uh, and Hogan you know, threw him into the aisle way that time actually now you think well, about it you know selling goods off the back of a truck will only get you so far maybe that's what he did he moved bang his head in the stock room where the lights are off and you sneak around <laughs> nicking shit <laughs> <laughs> Biossi win the uh, buy the belt off Andre. You, you can have the contentious nature of it all. Hogan can still be tied with with Andre going into Mania Four. You can have Savage, you know, vow to restore honor, dignity to the belt. Have you, you want to play it up and you know, 
Savage, you know, Savage, I'm sure, would, would revel in that role. The Allied powers didn't really care about him, frankly. <laughs> Haven't been going against the neo Nazis at WrestleMania uh, 11. Yeah, they could have made more of that. They really could. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hindsight being 2020. Not much more. <laughs> oh no. And, and, the and, boys. and Furness and Lafarge seemed sort of snobbish to say, but it just it didn't translate that. It didn't, didn't click. Yeah, the, the crowd were. Lafarge's best days are behind him anyway. Yeah, the, the, the crowd weren't with it and it would have been ill fitting to me. Just um, one more thing on, on the DBRC taking it and holding it into Mania. Yeah. This being four, coming off the back of three. Yes. Although the tournament was the drizzling shits, it would have been something very different. Coming off the, the big year the year before, following up with DBRC holding the belt and Savage challenging, yeah, would that have been a big enough follow up. That's a good point. So I can see why they've gone to this mega big tournament. Wow, must Something buy this special. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a hook for Mania. Rather than it's a title match and Hulk Hogan is not involved anymore. Exactly, coming off the year before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good point. Other than Vaughn from the UK fan forms says, at risk of posting this too late, i.e., after your rebooking 2006 show, I'm going to say that Edge's first reign starting at New Year's Revolution should not have ended at the hands of Cena at the Rumble. Edge should have retained after that match and kept the belt at least until the summer. I would have loved to have seen where a longer Edge run would have led and what the consequences would have been, particularly in regards to Cena. While I appreciate there are a fair few who is just in it for the wank, the massive spike in ratings for Edge's sex celebration on Raw showed how many people were interested in a new guy at the top and an alternative to the faltering white meat babyface chain gang soldier. I would have had a uh, road to WrestleMania tournament as they did, with a final between Cena and Triple H ending indecisively, so both were inserted into a triple threat match for Edge's belt at Mania. The verbal jousting between the three was so entertaining. Uh, I'd have had them uh, oppose each other on the mic at all of the shows until the match itself which would have been a cracker as it was at Backlash when they did it Edge was successfully defended in said triple threat and in the following weeks I'll be paying very close attention to how the crowds were reacting to Cena when planning what to do next you could have him chase it over the summer and let Triple H segue into his DX feud but the, but the dynamic could be completely different I say all this because I honestly believe that Cena's fan backlash wouldn't have been as bad as had Edge not had his reign cut short at the Rumble Mania was the most viewed show of 2006 and when them ones piling on abuse uh, at him in his main event match with Triple H uh, and the company specifically referring to it it encouraged the same reactions they, that have plagued him ever since uh, I know he was able to withstand the abuse and the, and the company eventually embraced it to make the interesting dynamic we have now with Cena but this alternative title history raises several questions did Cena become the fully fledged babyface he was supposed to with their guy getting a good run instead of being a transitional champion would those new viewers in the 18 to 30 male demographic have held on watching for longer would Edge have found his feet as the cocky heel champion that he became or would he have to start attract, uh, babyface reactions as the best heels often do, do they change course with the DX or ECW stuff, or they, do they begin to see money with a Cena heel turn? I de think it's definitely something interesting to think about. But you've got to you've got to stick with the plan, Liam. Oh, the plan! The plan! This company doesn't change the plan. No, never. Never, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's certainly an argument to be made for, for Edge holding holding the belt down sight longer than he did. Going forward for the rest of the day, they clearly saw something in him, the way you get through SummerSlam and Unforgiven afterwards and the feud with Cena that, that goes through that period. So they clearly saw something in him. So it's not as if they got cold feet on, on Edge as being a main event player. No, anything to kind of prove that he could be. Yeah, so... This is whether, whether they should have fucking seen mm. it as it was happening and, and mm. gone with it, which the answer is probably yes. Yeah. So, so uh, to only give him the, the three-week reign is, is nonsensical, especially when... They talked about it in the build-up. I always hated that. Yeah. 
The, I, are you going to be yeah, a transitional yeah. champion? I, I won't be a transitional champion. From me to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you just think, that didn't damage him, but it had the potential to. Yeah, look it, at it. Yeah, it, it could have cut him off at the knees, and you know, we, I'm sure we can point to other instances where, where, it, did cut, where it did harm other people. What did he left three weeks? Okay, is he drawing? Was it the chase for the babyface? Someone beating him? You don't know anything after three weeks. No. So he absolutely deserves a, a longer run. Yeah. Um, At least to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Get a better read of the situation. Uh, there's one more we're going to get to here, and of course we'd be uh, remiss not to mention it because he's got a good few nominations. CS on Pro Wrestling only says, The obvious one that never should have happened is Nash beating Goldberg's streak and losing it by a finger poke to Hogan. Even at the time, I failed to understand why Nash was getting the coveted Starcade world title shot and main event spot. He was somewhat over and got decent pops, I guess, but he wasn't nearly over enough to headline WCW's big year-end show, much less win it. After Goldberg beat Hogan for the strap, facing Nash seemed like and was a step down. What a disaster. I don't remember the roster well enough to suggest alternatives, which I guess kind of sidesteps your question. <laughs> <laughs> but Goldberg versus Nash did not excite me at all. I don't mean that in a smarky work rate kind of way. It was just a shitty, unappealing matchup with about as much heat as a Slurpee, he says. Uh, something Savage on Pro Wrestling only says... I always thought they should have pushed Scott Steiner to the moon off the, heel, uh, the uh, heels of his turn earlier in 98. They never did much with the guy beyond his brotherly feud with Rick and it's a damn shame. The initial stages of the transformation were truckloads of fun and there was an opportunity to have Steiner break away from the middle of the NWO pack somewhere in there. He was having fun squash matches, just murdering jobbers, throwing and thrashing them around left, right, front and centre. He'd pile up jobbers and pin them or humble them in the recliner, all while Buff Bagwell played male cheerleader on the outside. I actually think the act could have been something much, much bigger by the end of 98. Instead, it just kind of stalled and not, never went anywhere until they eventually woke up and realised they had something in what? Late 2000? Ugh. I realise you can't just take matches out of context and transplant them to another time and place that you'd like, but hey, if the 4 Brawl 2000 match is any indication, I would have been all for an earlier version of Steiner vs Goldberg for the belt. So there it is, my pick for the guy that ends the streak. If it was going to go to anyone, then my selection would have been Scotty Steiner. But even then, I'm not convinced that it should have occurred at Starcade 98. That feels way too soon to switch priorities from Goldberg over to anyone. Uh, Fallacio Lips on there, the UK fan form also says, watching Nitro through 98 at the minute, I've actually got not much of an issue with Goldberg dropping the belt to Nash. Goldberg had to be beat eventually, and a taser is as protective a way as possible, really. But then they did the whole finger poke of doom, and it absolutely kills everything dead. Goldberg is dead, Nash is dead, and the focus is all on Hogan again. Thinking of it, I'd eradicate everything Hogan does from making Sting look like an idiot at Starcade to him joining WWE in 2002. He really was a solid, varnished piece of shit. Uh, have Goldberg chase Nash have him run through Hall in the build up and have him beat Nash clean in the rematch it's not difficult and finally Tiger Rick on the UK fan form says for every one of the 3,746 WCW title changes after February 99 the answer is Goldberg and then Scott Steiner they passed the title around like a hot potato while ratings, buys and income went down like a prostitute on the Titanic and all the while their biggest name and the one star the fans were still paying to see did nothing of any note. They should have put the title back on Goldberg in the spring of 99 and built Scott Steiner to take it off him leading to Goldberg chasing Steiner. It wasn't rocket science then and it isn't now. WCB might still be dead but who knows? But with a world title that still meant something they'd have had a better chance. Go on further I don't think uh, we said before I Preferably, Goldberg would take it at Starcade for me. Oh yeah, totally. And then yeah, but so then you you, you build if you want Scotty Steiner or whoever on, from the undercard as a fresh heel. Steiner's a great one because he's got the look. Yeah, it's an intriguing match. We'll build him up for mid '99. Yeah, wherever. Basically going into '99. But yeah, for me, probably even longer actually. Probably 
Could you Starcade the next year? Because that, that'd have been Starcade ninety nine. That'd have been the one year anniversary of Goldberg's run. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't. You could be. You could do whatever you want at that point. So the lay of the land. But yeah, absolutely. Should have maximised Goldberg's win by doing it on pay per view and preferably Starcade. And uh, yeah, build build challenges for him for the next year. That's away from Hogan, the NWO, and all that bullshit. Yeah. Carl, that would have been that would have been the the ideal way to to crown Goldberg to do it at uh, what was their quote unquote WrestleMania. Steiner's another one of those guys that falls into the category of left it far too late to give him the push that he should have had. I mean, you, you've got to if if you were going to go with uh, the one emailer's notion there of having Steiner, did you say Steiner beats him at Starcade? Yes. If if you're going to go that way, you've got to book Steiner a little bit better. He has done the job to his brother Rick at Halloween Havoc in the process. Well, so. yeah, I guess the idea. So, so you've got to you've got to backtrack a, a killed, bit for yeah, that. You have to, I think you have to backtrack on Steiner as soon as Goldberg's getting the belt because it's mm. like you have to have in mind. Okay, what's Goldberg doing at Starcade? And clearly, they, yeah. as we've been doing in the Monday Night War timeline, we're going through it this kind of period of time now. At this time, it looks like they've made the decision that it's Nash, just based on the, in the interplay that they, they've already started. And, and this is like July August time for those of you who haven't heard our previous timeline show. But with that being said, I mean at, at that period you can you can make the cut and dry decision there. It seems like Nash is hot in July and August. Yeah, I mean I, I must be honest, as as damning as I was of Kevin Nash in the SCG trial when I was trying to get him prosecuted, <laughs> um, and failed, failed miserably. Because he gets away with everything. It was the natural. It's because it's the natural. You get you want a loser from the start. Of the <laughs> we told you this. We'd have saved us two and a half hours. But he was never going down with me as the judge. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I think jobbing to Nash in and of itself isn't isn't that damaging. It it is it is the follow up, and I think you know fellatio lips. Sounds <laughs> 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 ridiculous to say. It. <laughs> I love when you get to yeah. quote the, the, yeah. the, the usernames. But, but I think he, he hit the nail on the head. It's it's everything that comes after that that's the problem, and, and which is why we we look on that period with with sort of the hindsight that we do because everything that follows is so damaging with the finger poke with sex pest bill you know <laughs> and, and not Clinton by the way no not, not Clinton I could have easily at that point at that point I, it's hard to say that Nash was just as over as Goldberg but in their interactions it's not as if people weren't cheering for Nash yeah you know it's not as if people weren't popping for Nash it's not as if they didn't pop when Nash beat Goldberg I'm not going to necessarily say it was the right decision based on their reaction which some people have tried to do mostly Kevin Nash yeah, <laughs> mostly Kevin Nash but a few people have said that was the right time to beat Goldberg I'm not necessarily going to say that it was but just as sort of a, a general context I don't think that's the most damning point I think it is everything that follows I just don't, you, they shouldn't have even been thinking about beating Goldberg in 98 I agree no chance it no just, chance. It was too, it was too hard. And especially you go to, okay, and we talk about it in the timelines about how everything's rinse repeat. It goes back to usually Hogan. But we get <laughs> it's not even usually. It's always okay. Hogan. And, and they do this it's, time. It's, but it's but, it, but taken away from the finger poke, just losing to Nash. It's like, well, we've kind of been here before. It's not a, a new face. It's not particularly exciting. It's Nash again. It's Nash. It's just one. Of, it's one of the protected guard. So fuck that. No, but got no way should Goldberg lost yeah. to any of those fools. No. And, and I, yeah. If I've got the book, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily have done that either. I, I wouldn't have had Nash beat Goldberg, but I. But I can't honestly sit here and say, I think that was as damaging as has been portrayed retrospectively, because it's not as if WCW immediately fell off a cliff after. No, that. not at all. You know, 
they were still competitive in the ratings. Uh, as much as I didn't really want to see Hogan Flair again, they did some damn strong buy rates in, in February and March. There, there is this sense of, some, not all people, but some people point to Goldberg lost, the wheels immediately came off, and that, that's, not that's not necessarily true. No. Yeah, so there's a very interesting one there to close with, and I feel it's, uh, it's appropriate here to end it on that one. So uh, I want to thank everybody for all the feedback that came from, from all the forums and, of course, on the Facebook page. I, just, I, I find myself kind of clinging back to those guys who had that lightning in a bottle quality, like mm. we said, you know, like the, the Van Dams, the Christians, the Eddie Guerreros are a little bit earlier than he did get it. Hardy, Hardy, oh my god, yeah, Jeff Hardy, and he did get it, but again, it was, the, 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 yeah, the, the, what I was going to say was, and I was going to be the one you just touched on there, was Jeff Hardy with Randy Orton at the Rumble, Rumble 2008, because that was the one it felt like, uh, the ones that annoy me the most are the ones where it's like, someone actually feels like they're on the cusp of you making you a shit ton of money, yeah. and you turn it down. It's like all the fucking hype they talk about making stars. Yeah. Not so much these guys, because they don't, because they haven't made no. it. Isn't, isn't that funny, yeah. though? Yeah. They've, stopped the, they've stopped that, you know, we can make stars. Yeah. They've stopped that fucking self, that fucking rhetoric. But, but when it was when they were spouting the rhetoric, and it's like, you get these guys Van Damme earlier, and then Hardy would fucking, that run, 2008 that was. Yeah, yeah. Man, that stuff felt magic, that was different, it was That's special, it's it like, shit. We've lived through the attitude era. We've seen, lived through Austin getting over. We've seen, we lived through the Rock growing up and getting over. It's like, fuck, this guy's more of an, an, an infancy stage than those guys. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, who, who knows what Who knows what yeah. we could do. And it felt like, God, it's there. If they go for it, just go for it, it's there. And after that rumble, we never heard from Jeff Harvey ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say, it's funny you mention RVD, though, because think about it. The fact that Heyman never even pulled the trigger on him in ECW. Yeah. Always waited because he, he wanted he wanted to pull the trigger when it meant something, not yeah. not just as a, as a emergency stopgap. No, and and that's that's perfectly logical thinking. But when you've lost, when you're losing Taz, the Dudleys, when you know, when the alternative is is yeah, Aldo. yeah, but when that's your alternative, you know, you got to do something. <laughs> and, I, and an older PJ is not the answer. <laughs> I think we talked about all these annoying little runs, short-term runs that so many guys have had. So it's not even like, okay, this guy, he's got a title match, he's not in the picture long term, but he's really fucking over, do we run with it or not? No, because there's a long term plan. So many fucking short term plans, bullshit title runs that mean absolutely nothing in the long term anyway. There's no excuse for saying, well, fuck up, let's, cha let's change up, because shit we can do, because it's show we do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. We write it, change up, give the guy who's got some steam, let him run. Yeah. It's but only to your advantage. It's, but they don't. They, they still. They, the belt still goes into loads of shit, guys, for transitional periods. And, that's the, and even if they do give a, a guy a chance, it's a, transi a bullshit transitional yeah. thing. No, just give a guy a chance. It's, as, long, okay, as long as it's not bang around mania time when you have got some three months planning. Yeah. The fucking summer, who cares? They throw shit at the wall anyway. Yeah. So if something's hot, run with it. I agree. I agree. I think it's, I think that's why I was kind of like liked the timing of doing this now, where we're on the the cusp of the two world title era probably coming oh, back. Fucking not. And that's and that's why I wanted to do the show around this time because like it seems appropriate because we, again the, the raw result last night looks like they're heading towards title based controversy. So it seems as if we're, we're heading to this again. So it's part of the reason why I wanted to kind of uh, again I thought it was a nice little bit of a nice nice tone to kind of end this on in a kind of negative way I guess. Yeah. Zack Ryder's finally going to win the not so big. One. 
And on that inspiring note, I want to thank everybody for all the uh, contributions. We will be back next week. As we said, we're uh, looking to discuss the most useless tag teams or stables, uh, as you deem them. Your nomination, your one pick for what you think is either the most useless or worst tag team or stable in wrestling history in your eyes there better be a Harris Boys nomination that's all I'm going to say Bushwhackers better be in there well we're going we're gonna to hear what the loyal listeners have for us next week Carl, and we will be back then so for Old Man Jones it's so hot I'm off to get a bag of frozen peas and for Kieran O'Rourke I'm so hot my ass is stuck to the seat <laughs> back kick it bingo it's ridiculously <laughs> disgusting <laughs> I am Leroy Walker, we're out of here. Talk to you next week. You know that it's true. There's a lot of famous people with the talent and you wear fame. They say you can be a serious owner. So put your brother on the after burner. The story's so far.